Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Sport Flex podcast, The Journey. And I'm happily joined by Cambridge midfielder Hiram Boateng. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, bro. I'm all right, man. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, man. Blessed, healthy in COVID. So just happy to yeah. be good in that. How are you, like? How's the injury? Because you're injured at the moment. So how's that? How frustrating has that been so far? Yeah, um, you know what? I think... It's been it's been quite challenging at times. Um, see, it's it's not something that I haven't been through before in terms of in terms of being injured. But where it's a where it was a shoulder dislocation, it's a bit of a different injury. Like my legs are still able to function properly, mm. but you can't go outside because you know you need to protect your shoulder and make sure it's healed properly. So it's been it's been a it's been a different it's been a different type of injury process. Process, but yeah, I'm getting through it, and hopefully not long left. Like. Uh, be back, be back playing in a couple of weeks. I'm hoping. Yeah, how did it actually happen? Was it just an innocuous challenge, or just you know, did, did someone could have done better than challenging you like that? Was it just natural, just happened. Unfortunately, you know, it was it was actually um, the first game with fans back at the oh. stadium, so everyone's gassed. We're all like everyone you could tell that like, the atmosphere was different, and it was mm. only what two thousand fans, but. The, the atmosphere was just it lifted lifted everyone so me I'm here wanting to run everywhere enjoy <laughs> because now even my parent my parents and my one of my brothers were coming to the game as well so um and I'm, I'm I was having quite a good game um and then literally I think I played a one two of someone and another player just went sliding in like I didn't see it coming sliding in landed awkwardly and was just Next thing you know, I've got someone in my ear telling me, get up, get up. I'm like, get up, how am I getting up? <laughs> the man there, oh, come on, man. Wait, did the ref yeah, play for someone, someone's, like, someone's like, H, get up, lad. I'm like, nah, it's not the time, man. Like, literally, my arm felt stuck. Um, mm. And then, yeah, the physio and doc came on and obviously sorted, sorted me out, helped me put, put my shoulder back in. So. And just speaking on that with fans, how big is the difference playing with and without fans? Yeah, it's massive. I think um, there's, without fans, there's just no atmosphere. You kind of have to all get yourselves up for it. You, you have to do that anyway in the change room, but I'm talking on the pitch in terms of concentration levels. You know, like, it's sort of like, you know you're playing for something, but in a way, it's like almost like pre-season mm. when you kind of need to all get yourself, you got to gas up all the other players and just, you know, like remind each other that there's something at stake for the game, you know. Yeah. So um, it's it's very very different. And for me, I've, like, I I, I kind of can't wait until fans are back because it does actually make a difference, especially for your home games and yeah, you know, gives you an advantage. Yeah, tough man. You know, being a fan and being at home like it's it's not nice at all. Even the big games, you're thinking, rah, like there's no fans. It just removes the whole like hostility of it, and it makes it yeah. more difficult as well. But for players yeah. like you know when you can hear your manager because sometimes you're like, I can't hear your manager like you're trying to air him out, but you can hear him properly now when he's he said chat back, do this, do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no accent like you can't hear. You know, you literally have to, you, you literally can pick up everything that says on the pitch. So, you know, it, it it does change it. It can help in a way because think about it. If if you're for me, for example, if my one of the defenders behind me is giving me information, yeah, and on another day, I might not hear it if there's fans there, but mm. it's kind of it kind of allows you to um, 
understand what people are saying a bit a bit clearer. Mm. I hear that. But and um, also with the whole lockdown, how difficult was it when we were first put into lockdown until now, when you were allowed to go to training and you wasn't? How was that process? How did you keep fit in a sense? Um, yeah, it was a madness really because we see we had a I think we had a weekend off. There was no we had no game at MK mm. uh, last season. And then we were off that weekend anyway. And then I think after that weekend, it just kept getting extended and extended and extended. So we didn't, like, a lot of people were optimistic thinking, okay, we might be back. But it got to a point where it was like, we're looking at it thinking, when are we really going to be back? You know, yeah. and and um, it was it was quite tough, but I think everyone was going through it together. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, everyone was facing different challenges, whether it be a player, whether it be, my own family members or you know so um it was it was challenging and then the, the good thing for me is uh, my brother also plays football as well um so I had someone to kind of do my running with yeah, to, to work out with he, he was in with the first team quite a bit so he wasn't always available but mm. a lot of the time I was able to to work with someone you know so it, it definitely it definitely helped for me um but yeah and, and then I, I guess the positive Another positive was that you could kind of like pick up other things and start to delve into other things. So you're not just, okay, everything's football, football, football. Yeah. You know, I started learning about a few other bits and pieces, which which was also good. Yeah. Well, what did you get into? Because me, I got into this podcasting through lockdown. You know, <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, um, it, was, it was more, it was a case of just like having conversations with people and and like, digging a bit deeper into people because I think when you play football a lot of time it's just it's it's always the questions are always asked to you you know what I mean mm. like a lot of the time you don't maybe stop and think okay what's this person doing what can I learn off that person outside of the game um so yeah like like a lot of people were doing I was learning a bit about about um stocks and shares Rah. just setting, setting myself up trying to set myself up so in the future I'm kind of in a better position, um, just a bit more about property, which I've always been quite interested in. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a good kind of time of reflection and just, just understanding understanding the kind of things I want to branch into as I'm getting older. Bitcoin and that, you know all about that. Nah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I haven't. You know, I haven't touched that. I haven't touched that one yet. But um, yeah, I think it, it's good to kind of be open minded to. And willing to learn certain things because 100%. not everything's going to be for you. But I think if you're willing to listen and just get an understanding, then you can make your your decision on what you want to do. So yeah, hundred. That's good, man. Because you had a lot of time, and it's like instead of just doing Netflix and then playing P four, P five, like yeah. doing something constructive is that like good? And it's good to see that you've been doing stocks and shares and other things. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, let's go back to when you was a young kid. Growing up, you're from Wandsworth, innit? South London. Yeah, yeah. I was um I was born in, in Wandsworth Borough, Battersea. Battersea, okay, okay. Not, yeah. not too south, but we will allow you in it, we'll allow you in it. <laughs> <laughs> Very south. Yeah, like Battersea, that's Clapham, that's a bit it's a bit too southwest, but you know what I mean. But I, I respect I respect it, you're South London. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how was your upbringing like growing up as a child? Like, how was it? Yeah, um, see, we had those, I had me and my three brothers growing up in the house. Um, 
So yeah, it was obviously as you could imagine, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of fighting between us, you know, a lot of a lot of good times as well. And and I just remember like in terms of my childhood, just everything just revolved around football, to be honest. Mm. Um just like playing in the playing on my estate. I had a sports center downstairs from my um from my block where I lived and I used to be in there like all the time, just playing football, playing football. And um, to be fair, in in ways, it's like I'm I'm kind of lucky and happy that I had that kind of childhood because a lot of people maybe don't have that coming up, coming from different areas. They don't get to play out and they don't get to do you know what I mean when your friend knocks for you and you're just mm. out getting up to getting up to stuff. So so yeah, my my childhood was was definitely was definitely um, an enjoyable one. I would say. Because you're lucky, because on my block they have that no ball games allowed sign. No, oh, we all had that. We yeah. all had that. You know, you know when you see that sign and it's just spray painted, spray painted over. <laughs> so, so yeah, we, we we my estate was definitely one of those estates that had that said that, but it was it was it was great times because obviously we didn't. Not everyone had a lot growing up there, and mm. you know, we just kind of made made do with the basics and. And with the kind of the bare minimums we had, so we would like uh, we created a game called benches where like you'd be in some some square, mm-hmm. and there's like everyone one person's goal is a bench, one person's goal is a wall, and it's just like one big arena. Yeah, and you'd be playing, 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 and then the rules would be uh, I don't know, you're only allowed to take two touches, and you have like two lives, and when your lives are gone, you're out. So stuff like that games. was fun. Like, we got inventive. Mm. Like 66 and all of that. Did you play 66? Yeah, all of, all of that. All of... <laughs> but um, also growing up, um, who were like your heroes watching ball? Like you was inspired by? My heroes watching ball? From mm. like early. I think... See, I was a Man United fan growing up. So mm. it was... Really, it was anyone that had a Man United shirt. Mm. Like anyone that was playing playing for Man United at the time, um, I kind of molded my game. I tried to mold my game on players like Ryan Giggs because he was left footed. So when I was younger, mm. I used to be a tricky winger <laughs> <laughs> until I lost my pace. Then one um, <laughs> players like Paul Scholes, but then but then there was also there was also although Man United and Arsenal had a big rivalry, I think mm. there was a big um, there was a big thing of like a lot of people wanted to be like Thierry Henry. Oh, everyone you know? did, and and I think, I think what the motivation there was the fact that like there's people that look like me that have made it at the highest level. Yeah. So people like that, people like Ronaldinho, all of those kind of players, and it's not necessarily a case of I was trying to mold my game the same way, but I think it was a case of knowing that there was hope of becoming a professional player, knowing that there was yeah. people that looked how I did and actually get there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So- so from that, how did you um, start playing for like, did you play for a proper team at school from that primary school? Or was it you went to secondary school, you played for your school team? That's how you really started to get into proper football. Um, so, when I, so yeah, when I was probably, when I was really young, I think I did, I used to, like I said at the start or earlier on, I had a sports centre downstairs from my house mm-hmm. and there was a guy, like a guy um, called Sonny who used to do a lot of scouting like an older guy, I used to do a lot of scouting for players in my area. So he got me into that team. So the sports center had a team called Bats Youth Center. Uh-huh. And I started playing for them, I think for the age group above 
and then eventually um, ended up going for a trial at Palace um, with the injury of a brother as well. And then I think I played a few games with them and then they said they were going to sign me and I would join up with my age group the next season. Yeah. So yeah, so from the age of, I think, eight years old, I was, I was at Palace. So it wasn't really a school, it wasn't really through playing school football or anything mm. like that where I kind of got my opportunity. It was more from just like, my estate starting at that mm. team and then getting a chance to go and have a trial at Palace. Well, that's crazy. Like you got in it from young, like eight years old. Like how good are people at eight years old? Like what were you doing? Like just busting up everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You'd probably have to ask my dad. He used to he used to film my games back when you were allowed to film film football matches. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I would say, I'd probably say I had something. You know, at the, at the time, like I was playing in a in a age group above my own, and you know, felt as though I was one of the better players. Mm. So I kind of had confidence in myself every time I was going to play, and wasn't scared to do things on the pitch. Um, and then, yeah, I just I just think it was a case of me believing in myself. I know you're there to enjoy it at the time, but I always just thought when I got when I got my trial there, I thought this is where I'm meant to be, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was playing and I was doing the things that the other players were doing. So I thought, why can't why can't I um be playing at an academy? You know. Yeah. And then when you like go through your school and get secondary school, are you now getting clout? Because like, right, Haran plays a Palace, you know, like <laughs> you have to respect him and that. Or like you're having. You know like... I think it. I, uh, yes, in a in a way, I I think it was a lot of it was more so like family and you know. A lot of family members when I was younger, like in primary school and stuff, and then going to secondary school is, oh, don't forget me when you make it, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your agent when you, when you, <laughs> when you sign pro and stuff like that. And it, it's, it's lighthearted and it's funny, like it's mm. just a bit of banter. Um, and then in in school, I think there was there was two of us that played in academy. There was another guy in my year who played mm. for for Spurs called Nathan Adua. So uh-huh. kind of we we both had a we both kind of had an understanding and we would come in and talk about the results, maybe the games that we played on the weekend. And yeah. you have someone who you can kind of, who understands what you're doing on the weekend when a lot of people maybe don't, aren't doing the same thing as us. Yeah. Do you know can't what I mean? <laughs> can't, can't really, can't really, really relate. Um, and then as for, I never played for my school team. I played like two games, I think. Is it? How come? School team. Because, Growing up, I think it was a. I think when I hit year seven, I remember I wanted to play in a game. My mm. dad was like to me, "Nah, you're not playing." You know, African parents sometimes they got their the when they have their the idea of what's right or wrong. You can't change it. Mm. So I think he didn't he didn't want me to play, but his reason was he thought if you get injured in one of these games, very true. Yeah. You're, like what, what? Like you don't know what could happen. You don't know where it could how it could maybe deter you from doing well in your career and um his thing was just like if it's not um if it's not crystal palace you're not doing it mm-hmm. um and in ways it it maybe protected me um oh, yeah. and in ways it, it might it might have taken a bit of enjoyment away because everything is regimented regimented you you know what i mean from yeah, in yeah. that system from like i said eight years old um and you might maybe lose a bit of a bit of freedom and a bit of uh, freedom in your in your playing style, you know, because you know school football, you do whatever you want. Yeah, especially um, if you're academy players. 
Yeah, yeah. This, you know what I mean? Um, but, but then I think when I got to probably about, I think I got to maybe year 10 or something like that. And then I played a couple of games, but it was, it was hard work, man. The team, work, the team wasn't really cutting it. So. <laughs> but yeah, I played, I played like my two games and retired. <laughs> so you retired, yeah, boy. Man. It went good. Retired. I was saying, uh, I was saying, it's my knee. I was, <laughs> <laughs> no one's there. It's like, yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think, I think probably it was the right decision, just kind of focusing because mm. in my younger days, obviously, or in my um, uh, like prior to scholar days, you know, I was mm. quite, I was doing quite well at Crystal Palace. So mm. yeah, it probably wasn't the wrong decision. Yeah, that's true. And then when you get to the ages of like 15, 16, it's time for A-levels, you've got to pick that. You're kind of looking forward to like, am I going to go to university sort of thing? You're having conversations with your parents. When you spoke to your parents about your future, was it always a thing of I'm playing ball or was it like your mum or dad are saying, no, listen, you know what I mean? Doctor, lawyer, that's dead. That's what you're going to do for the next 25 years, <laughs> like that. Mm, um. Now, my parents were always supportive of me playing football because I don't know, I think maybe partly because my dad loves football so much. Mm. I grew up in a household, like, literally everyone supports the team. Even we ended up getting my mum to support a team. She supports Motherwell because it's got the, the word really? mother in it. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, literally, um, my parents have been supportive all the way through. Like, I'm talking from the jump, like, the age of eight, nine, mm. I'm going to church and leaving church early to go to my match. Seriously. You know what I mean? So, and it, it's, it shows the commitment levels that they were kind of willing to, to go through. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of parents maybe have what you, what you said and they kind of have their, they want to kind of live their dream for you of becoming a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. But mm. yeah, I'd never really had to have them kind of conversations. I knew that I knew that I had to get my GCSEs done with trying to get best grades possible and then it was time to focus on football. Mm. So at the age of, what age is it you sign your scholar? So like when you go to like 17, 18, them like college um, times, yeah. you're like at Palace, I guess, in like a certain school where you train for like most of the time and then you're studying for like a couple hours a day. Um. So, so yeah, I didn't go to that school. I didn't go, so Palace, uh, there was a school called, I think it was Oasis. Yeah, Oasis, yeah. I should know it because my brother went to it as well. Um, but I didn't go to that school because they hadn't started it yet. Oh they started it, I think the for the year below me. So like Jacob's year. Yeah. And um, so I went to a school in, in Chelsea called St. Thomas More. Um mm -hmm. so I had to kind of like I think get into the ages of like 15, 16, um, you'd start having day release, and then I'd have to leave school, get the train to Beckenham and then you go and train with the you go and train with the under 18s yeah. um which was good and then it got to a stage where it was like they wanted me to come two days a week and then we was having conversations about maybe going to me maybe going to another school uh going to Whitgift because yeah. Palace had like a connection there mm. um and I like, went to the school had a look and like almost like thought I was almost going to going to be going but then it just I think me and my parents, we had a discussion and it was just a bit too far to travel there from home, from Battersea to there every day and yeah. I didn't, didn't end up doing it. But yeah, we just kind of, so around that time, it was more of just a, of a day release thing and just training like once a week, twice a week. Okay, cool. And at these times, who, who was at Palace with you? Because you were like one of the most highly rated ballers at there. So, But who else was there 
at the time? Um, at the time, there was yeah, there was a, there was quite a lot of good players. There was Ray Salasani, yeah, who I'm quite team. close with still. Um, obviously Jacob Berkeley, yeah, Sole Kaka. Sole, yeah, he's doing quite well. Um, Ryan Innes come through there through the through the academy from quite young. Who else? There's a, there was a and to be fair, there was that age group of a, a couple of years above who I played a lot with, like Kyle De Silva, um, yeah. Johnny Williams. You know, there was quite a lot of there was quite a lot of good talent um, at the club. Obviously, coming through the academy, and then obviously you have the guys who have kind of made it to the highest level, like Wilf and uh, Aaron um, as well. So, yeah, there was there was there was a lot of uh, good good talent at the club. And also, when you're there, are the coaches, because being a highly rated youngster, like even the fans are knowing you from 18, 19, are they telling you, like, you've got to do this to get to the first team? Are you are they creating a pathway for you in that sense? As You mean the club? Uh, the, the, the coaches, in a sense. Are they telling you what you need to do to get to that level? Are you provided with an opportunity to, like, train with the first team sometimes? Yeah, there was there was chances, you know, there was... There was always chances to train with the first team and kind of show what you can do. Obviously, you knew if you went over there, you had to, you really had to like up your game and up your level because the standard would go up. You know, the pressure was, the pressure was always high when you were when you were over there. You know, I've got some, some, <laughs> some moments there that I, I really enjoyed and some moments there that I would love to forget because <laughs> when you were a young boy coming over, sometimes, um, mm. it can it can be daunting at times. You know, when the spotlight. Is on you especially yeah. um so yeah it there was there was chances but i think a, a big issue at the club was that um there was a there was a as, when we got promoted when the team got promoted to the premier league yeah. there was a turnaround in managers so yeah. as a pro from the age of let's say 17 until 21 i think i had about seven different managers really? so it's like you impress one person yeah. then he's gone then you might someone else might not like you, but he's gone. So then it's good, and yeah. then some, and then you know what I mean. So it's just like that made it quite difficult, I'd say. Yeah, because like as you're saying, like someone might like you, boom, everyone's coming with a fresh, clean slate, and mm-hmm. it's much more difficult to impress the managers. And at these times where you're, are you traveling with the first team to like preseason tours where like youngsters get an opportunity to play or like cup games in the squad? Yeah. Um... So I think from I think seventeen was my first tour, the first time went to Portugal, um, which was which was a good experience. It was a good experience. Um, I think that might have been the first season they got promoted. The, pro- the season they got promoted, and that was that was quite good. It was, a, it was a good learning curve, and you know, understanding what it was like to be around the first team players for a longer period of time, yeah. just seeing how they maneuver, seeing how they how they act, what what things they do before training, after training, you know, and trying to pick up those little, those little things to try and help myself in my career. Um, and then, yeah, there was, there was also opportunities like in some cup game, I think my, my, well, my debut was in a cup game. Um, so there was, there was some, some opportunities handed out, you know, and I was one of the ones that was lucky enough to kind of get the chance. Yeah. And when you made your uh, debut, I think it was at Stoke away in the cup. If I remember. Yeah. Yeah, how did it feel like playing like proper first team men's competitive ball to playing mm-hmm. under 18s, under 23s? How big is the step up? 
you know what? Um, it's a weird feeling because I think before the game, the noise, like the noise is just crazy. Yeah. You know, obviously, I think Stoke were a Premier League side at the time as well. Yeah. So it was, it wouldn't have been like, it wouldn't have been an empty, an empty stadium. So the noise was kind of what, what was getting to me at the start. And like, I couldn't really hear what people were saying, you know, mm. people shouting and like, normally they're loud. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, why are you sounding so quiet? Like, speak up. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and I think probably the start of the game, you kind of have a bit of butterflies, mm. like a little bit nervous. But then as soon as the whistle went and I kind of got my first couple of touches and I didn't lose the ball, I was, I settled into it. Yeah. Um, there is a difference. I think you need to move, you've got to move the ball quick, like a bit quicker. But I think when you're playing in these games, like you realise that everyone's human sort of thing, yeah. you know, like, just because it's a now a game against a better team or against men, it doesn't mean you can't, once you've settled into it, you can't dribble past someone or get past someone or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think the more good things you do in those kind of games, then the more confidence you build and then you can just settle into it a bit. Yeah, so as you make your debut, are you now thinking, and, and you've, you've played all right, you haven't, you played a decent game and I think the times you were given an opportunity, you played all right. So are you now like, not questioning, but are you thinking, am I going to get more playing some opportunities? Because I'm guessing the reason why you go on loan is to get up playing opportunities. Do you think that that was limited mm-hmm. while you was at Palace? Yeah, I, I always kind of felt as though I'm getting an opportunity here, but then there was no real follow-up opportunity. Yeah. You know, it was a case of you play, there's a lot of injuries in the team, maybe you play, you get a chance and, you know, after that, there wasn't like, okay, you're now integrated. Every Literally, all the, the three games I played for Palace, it was the same each time in terms of I played and then I'm out on loan within the next couple of months, you know? Mm. So that was that was quite frustrating for me. But I also knew that the main... The, the, the aim was to get into Palace's first team. Yeah. But what I also knew was important was I need to build a career so that if it doesn't go to plan here... I at least can go to another club and, you know, I've, I've played some games, I've got some experience. So that's not going to be the the the, the card someone's going to play when I'm out here looking for a club. You know? So you talk about your first loan spell, which was at, was it Plymouth? Plymouth on loan? Yeah. Uh, no, my first loan was actually Crawley. Oh, Crawley? But, yeah. yeah, I went to Crawley when I was 17. Um, when they, I think they were in League One at the time. And I went, and those times there, you could do like two month loans. You uh-huh. could do like a month loan. Yeah. So I signed a month. I think I played, I think I played 45 minutes. Oh, so In that whole month, 45 minutes. There were loads of games as well. <laughs> like, I think the first five games got called off for the bad pitch. Uh, and then after that, like, there was loads of games, like back to back. Played like 45 minutes. So I'm here thinking, what's going on here? But, I just I don't know I don't know why in the end but I, I extended it I extended it for another month because mm. the manager at the time said yeah you're gonna play some games didn't play and I was like nah I can't stay here man ended up going back, going back to Palace but yeah that was that was actually my first my first loan so my first league game was in that in that loan yeah so Crawley Town they've done a mad thing they ain't played you but then you go to Plymouth and. You played quite a few games. I think you went there for the half of the end of the season. 
Yeah. Um. So I asked, I went there at the start of the season to begin with. Yeah. And then had an injury, like in about November, which kept me out till January. And then I re-signed on loan there again in March of that of that season. Yeah. And obviously had the like had the promotion, well had the push for promotion. Yeah. Um. Obviously lost at Wembley, which was yeah unfortunate, but you know things happen, man. Yeah, but just speak about your time at, at Plymouth. Like, how was it? Like, did the fans like you? And speak about that game against the semi-final against Portsmouth. Like the last minute thing, the scenes <laughs> at the end. Yeah, do you know what? It's mad because I haven't even thought about that game that much over... I feel like you don't think about a lot of... You don't dwell on a lot of things in football. Do you know what I mean? Maybe these are things when I watch them back, like later on or end of my career, then I'll be like, wow, that was actually a mad mad moment. But um, yeah, the loan loan was really good. Um, I enjoyed my time there. And it was different because you're going somewhere and you're getting treated as a first-team player, you know? You're... You're getting there's there's maybe players who are the same age or younger that have come through the academy and maybe not got the same respect that I had because I've come and I'm actually playing games. Yeah. And that's why I highlight the importance of playing, you know. Um but yeah it was it was a it was a really good spell and obviously that semi-final was was crazy like a crazy way to 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 get through to the final you know mm. it was it was actually when I think about it that that game and that that next couple of days was crazy. <laughs> I think we were probably a bit too a bit too excited gassed about the win. Too excited. And you know, that and not just that, but I think going into the final, there was a lot of like there was a lot of Pressure. emotions attached to do you know what I mean? I think yeah. we, we they, they must have put a video together for us of everyone's family, like wishing. Yeah. Wishing good like everyone's family and friends, and there's people crying in the room. Swear. Like emotions are running high. I'm like, yo, nah, this is too much, man. Yeah, this is too much. So anyway, like for me, but see, there's different tactics to get people going, and really, there's no reason why that shouldn't spur you on to go and play well. But yeah. maybe the occasion was too, got amped up too much mm. for us to go and obviously go and perform. I know it was like a difficult loss to take, but just speak about, you know, that's the pinnacle for, I think, every footballer in the country to play at Wembley. And you played in a finals or a big game. Like, how was that moment? Because you're young. How old were you? Like 22, 23? These times. At the time? Yeah. I think I was, I was 20, you know. You're 20? I was 20. I was 20 at the time. Let's start at Wembley for like Plymouth. A big seat. I think it's the biggest seat to never play in the Premier League. They've got that mass statistic. Mm. Like, how was that? Um, just like walking on Wembley, seeing the whole end packed out as well. It was a mad, yeah, it was a madness. It was actually a madness because there was like sixty thousand or something like that at that game. Mm. And to think, obviously playing in, I was on loan to league. That was League Two, so yeah. on a weekly basis, Plymouth has a good fan base. So sometimes it was like, I don't know, like seven thousand maybe around that kind of do you know what I mean mm. so to play in front of that amount of people was a crazy experience um mm. and yeah like it's it's a moment that I kind of it's a game that I'd love to remember but at the same time I want to forget it because yeah. of the result like it wasn't it wasn't a game where I feel like 
I played my best football as a team. I don't think we played well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was pretty frustrating. There was a bit of a pill to swallow. So so yeah, man. There's some good there's some good things and bad things to take from it. But yeah, obviously it, it is definitely a thing that a lot of people want to do. And you know, I'm definitely happy that I got to grace the pitch mm. on that day. And then when you've like had your loan, you had a good loan at Plymouth. You go back to Palace. What are the Palace mm. coaches saying? Are they saying to you, "We're impressed with you. We want to bring you to another preseason tour for the cup games. We want you to be in the squad, or is it a thing of go and do it again, <laughs> go on loan again, do what you've done?" Um. Well, yeah, I went. I went away with the first team. I can't remember where. I don't remember where we we actually went. I think it might have been America. Um. Yeah, I think it was in, we went to America. That was, no, we went Austria. Oh, Austria. <laughs> that one there gives me some chills, you know. Wow. Oh, yeah, we went, that, that was with Tony Pulis. We went Austria and then afterwards we went to America. And um, obviously I'm working hard. I tried to make sure I came back fit and, and ready to kind of be with the first team and stuff. And these times now, this is a year a year, I think a year after being in the Prem or a couple of years or so. Yeah, no, maybe like two two years or so. Yeah. So we're still signing players. Players are coming in, players are coming in and they're building the team, to be honest. Mm. They're building, building the team. So I feel like at that time, the focus was more so on building the team as opposed to let's mm. try and get a young player in. That's staying up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Staying up. So I think that was probably the, the main priority at the time and you kind of felt that getting to the later stages of preseason, you know, you start maybe getting phased back into the 23s come the end mm-hmm. of it. And then you get told, okay, it, it looks like there's not really going to be a chance at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Go out alone, get some more experience. I wasn't really, I wasn't angry at it at the end of the day. I knew, I, I thought to myself, let me go out there, play some more football, prove that, prove that I'm, I'm good enough to kind of come back and play. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what I ended up going to do, just, and get more football yeah and also at the time this might be a bit of a cheeky question but are you looking at some players in like in any squad you've played and you thought like why aren't I in the squad like I'm clearly you believe in yourself you're clearly better than this person you've got the ability but it's just that why aren't I playing is it because it's favouritism is it experience because you know but like some of these old managers they always big up experience he's done it before but if that person's better just have yeah. that person yeah no, I, I I think I think you have to back yourself in it. Like, at the end of the day, like, you can't be walking around thinking everyone's better than you. Like if you if you believe it, you're gonna be able to kind of have more confidence in your play, confidence in what you're doing, confidence when you're around them. You know, because yeah. I think they can sniff out someone who's not confident. Mm. You know, so I'd go over the, like when I'd go over the first team, I'd make sure I I talk to everyone, say hello to everyone, or good morning. If if someone's bantering me, I'll banter them. But like that's kind of what you have to do. Otherwise, you end up going in your shell, and you know when things aren't going the best, then you're I don't know your personality don't shine through, or mm. you know. Um, so I, I I would say there was I would say at times, um, in my in my career at Palace, I did feel like I should have maybe had a chance, or there was players that I felt feel like I was better than. But a lot of it comes down to either one, maybe I wasn't ready, or two, I think sometimes managers look at senior players and think, 
uh, let me I don't want to upset him I don't want to I don't want him kicking a fast because there was probably a couple of managers who actually maybe put me on the bench ahead of uh, a senior player but a lot of them didn't do it and I feel like some of it comes down to just not wanting to upset the player or or, Mm. or wind them up so yeah, there's a lot of politics in football, in it. That's <laughs> difficult yeah, to understand. Is, there is, but I think that I think I think the main thing though, that you need to do is take accountability for what you're doing. You know, yeah. because at the end of the day, if you're lighting it up and you're 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 star man, you're doing everything right. I think at some point it's, you're gonna you're gonna show that you're better, or you're gonna be able to get, stake your claim in a team, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the main thing you have to do, like, as a player or in whatever you're doing, just, you have to look at yourself in the, in the mirror and take accountability for for what you're doing. Mm. And then just before you left Palace, you went back on loan to Plymouth and then Bristol Rovers at Northampton. Like, when, you, when you're going on loan, are you picking which clubs you get to go to or is it a thing of, like, these, the club picks? <laughs> um... At the start, it was like at the start, I would say I wasn't picking. Um, like my first loan, I just got told you're going Crawley. Didn't have an agent at the time. Bruh. Just went. Um, <laughs> the second one, the one to Plymouth, I got told by the manager at the time. I think it was Alan Padre. He said you're going Plymouth. Mm. Um, spoke to my agent. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's been set up, and I ended up going. I think that same day or the day after. Um, but I, I I think I knew a few people that had been at Plymouth as well. So I spoke to a few people um, prior to, to like going and agreeing to it and stuff. You know, everyone had good things to say about the place. And then my next two, my next two were picked, I'd say by me and the people I was working with at the time. Because I was that was more so when I was getting to a stage where the club was trying to push me out a bit. Oh, so I'm looking at clubs that might be potential. Yeah, I'm looking at clubs that might be potential suitors mm. for a permanent at this time. So that loan to Bristol Rovers, for example, was a case of it might materialize into something later on, you know. Mm. Um obviously it didn't, but yeah, that was more it had to be a bit more strategic at that at that point. Yeah. And as you're going on loan, are you easily settling into like the new city? There's new people, like you've got a new place to live. I don't know if you have any like girlfriend or partner, for example. Like, how is that for like family as well? Are you taking that into consideration? Yeah, it, you know what? It it was a it was a madness at the start because Plymouth was like four and a half hours or four hours away from from home, in it. Yeah. So I've literally been dashed in this place. Like, I've gone up there with my agent. He put me in an apartment with another player and it's just like get on with it. You know, I haven't really experienced nothing like this before. Like I was I was kind of taken aback because you're thinking you're gonna get like, I don't know, someone's gonna come show you around every it wasn't really like that. It was just like, okay, you're here now, innit? Um, but I think when I think you get lucky when you're kind of like in a group with player like good players and players who are willing to kind of talk to you outside of football and mm. you know get to know you show you about a little bit so I think I had a I had a player there there was a player there called Jake Jervis who was with my agency as well so I ended up having like a few chats with him and then he kind of like helped me out showing me where where to go and all of these things so that that definitely did help 
Yeah, that's good. And also, you're you're young at these times as well. You're not low. You're like 20, 21, just out yeah. here in the streets, like not <laughs> like a uni thing where you like you have bare people there, like on your ones. <laughs> Do you know what's mad though? That you even say the, the fact that you bring up uni is mad because literally there's so many uni students in in Plymouth. So I'm like around that age, but yeah. I'm literally feeling like a uni student because like I don't know how to cook properly. <laughs> like I didn't know nothing. Uh, All I knew was football. Mm. So I'm out here literally feeling like a student. Uh and and you know, it was it was definitely some I had to adjust and I had to kind of I had to kind of um, learn like a few things along mm. the way, like how to use a washing machine, all of these things, mm. you know, but you're also having to concentrate on playing. Yeah, That's yeah, the main yeah. thing. But what was good about being so far away was that I really could focus on, on playing, you know, you, I think you get to that sort of age and there's like some distractions, things going on in like, back home, you're allowed to go out now and all of these things. So yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing you know for me and it definitely matured me as a as a player and person yeah also just a final question how did you deal with like the clout like obviously at border there's gonna be girls throwing themselves at you people trying to like stitch you up in a sense like was you ever close to getting stitched up or was it just like listen i'm trusting who i trust if i don't know you i ain't talking to you (laughs) myself um not really. Obviously, I've I've been with my I've been with my partner from about twenty, so um, it's it's not there's not really been haven't really had too many of those occasions. You know what I mean? I've just I'm someone who's a bit like I'm not paranoid, but I'm a bit like I'm always watching vigilant of what's going on mm. around me. So yeah. I haven't really I've never really got myself in those situations, especially being like being that age or being being so young you know yeah. um yeah so i don't i don't really have no none of those crazy moments for you i'd say that's good man it's good it's good to hear because see these ballers these days drink driving drugs videos everything what yeah yeah it's mad it's mad but i guess i guess obviously sometimes mistakes happen in it and then yeah maybe if you learn from it then you know you can move on and kind of grow mm. and then you go you finally leave palace permanently to go to Exeter just speak about like what led you to finally leaving Palace permanently and why Exeter City boy this chapter here is <laughs> yo P- I was talking to Jacob about this PTSD I said to him yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no I'm playing but but yeah it was it was it was kind of a a, a difficult time because I think I came back pre-season and I was just like, I don't know, there was a weird vibe, like weird vibe from the club because the manager prior, I was meant to be coming back pre-season and the manager prior, I think was Sam Allardyce. And they said that I was going to go away with the first team pre-season. He wants to have a look at me because I hadn't, he hadn't really seen me play or train. So, Mm. and I think, okay, good. Let me get myself ready. Come back now, Frank the Boar's manager. Yeah. See, Allardyce left, and Frank the Boar um, was was the gaffer at the time. So I'm thinking, yeah, listen, got this legend. Who knows what's gonna happen? Like, if I impress him, you know, um, I feel like he's. I thought I thought he was someone that was um, interested in playing, um, like promoting youth and stuff. Yeah, from Ajax, he was, yeah. 
So yeah, it was definitely like I was thinking, okay, this could be good. Um, and then, yeah, we we ended up. We got to a point where I just I wasn't really playing in the games. In in the I was I didn't go away with, with the first team preseason. Then I was playing with the twenty threes. Went on a like tour with the twenty threes. Mm-hmm. And these have now a lot of the there's still a group of us. There's maybe about five six of us that are my age, year above. And like one player was like a couple years older as well. And we're at a point now where I think the club's seeing it as we're not young enough anymore to kind of be waiting and waiting and waiting for yeah. us to be ready to play in the first team. So we got pulled into a meeting and in that meeting, um, they just said to us, we've spoken to the manager and if you're not under the age of 20 or something like that, he doesn't want to talk to you. Like don't like don't go and have you can't go and have a conversation. Is that like, they were like to us, we put everyone's stats on the table, and yeah, like none of you are none of you are getting a look in. So there's loads of us, and I've explained some of the players that were at Palace at the time, like a few of us all in the same meeting. I'm thinking like, there's not even no no courtesy of do you know what I mean? A player who's been yeah. there for 12, 13 years or so. Yeah, and there's you're chucked in a meeting together to be told basically you're done. Mm. So at this point, obviously I know it's it's time to kind of find somewhere. Um and I'm and there was like strange there was I was getting like strange options coming in, like different teams, teams abroad, you know, and and um but not many offers, like not many mm. contracts on the table. So I was getting a bit frustrated. And at the same time, I'm wanting to go because I'm I feel like I'm I'm not wanted anymore. And yeah. fair enough, like these things, these things happen with a year left on my contract. Mm. But I'm I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't care, I just want to go, I want to get out. Mm. So I had a I had a call from someone at the club and they said to me, um, they said to me and my my dad, they were like to us, if if he doesn't leave, you're gonna make him rot. Sweet. Gonna, they said we're gonna make him rot if he don't leave. He's not even going to play in the 23s. And I've still got a year on my contract. I'm thinking, this club I've been at for all these years, you're not going to maybe assist me or like help me get out. If it's not the right time, it's not the right time. It can happen later on. So anyway, that's been said. And once that was said, I said, you know, nailing the coffin. Wherever I can go, I'm going. Mm. And one of my friend, my good friends, Luke Crow, was... With us at Palace as well, and he was at Exeter now. He moved. He had moved to Exeter, so he said to me, "Yeah, like we got to the playoff final last year. Team's good. I'm going to speak to the manager. I'll speak to one of the coaches for you." So um, after that, I had a call from um, the manager, Paul Tisdale, and he said, "Would you be interested in it?" And straight away, I was just like, "Listen, if you can make it happen, I'll. I'm there, basically." Mm. Um, yeah, so so that's how the move came about. All right, and just going back to it because there was been a couple of stories like like last year about how footballers aged seventeen have like committed suicide because they've been released. The mental mm-hmm. health. Do you think at the time there was no regard for mental health at that time as the as there is now for players who are set to leave or being released? Yeah, no, none at all, none at all. There's. N- there's no sort of like aftercare. There's no sort of, and it's just the game. It's it's so cutthroat. Yeah. You know, people are turning over. Like to think even, obviously not to disregard the topic. I know we'll go back to it, but 
to think that at that time I had come back from a loan and when I came, when I returned, there was not one member of staff there that was the same. I think no, there was there was about two, there was about two staff members or three yeah. who were the same. Everyone else was new. Like there's staff that don't know my name and that. Yeah. Do you know cool. what I mean? So it's just such a quick turnaround, turnaround all the time, you know. It's, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? So people, it's like they don't they almost don't have time for that. But I think uh, young players that are getting released around that sort of age and at any age for that matter, are the most vulnerable because it's such a big life, it's such a big life change. It's, it's, you're either going, you're, you're either going to now play at a lower level or you're going to, you're going to fall out of the game. Yeah. And for either one of them, there has to be some sort of support system because mentally it's a, it's a, it's, it's quite tough to, to deal with if you're not, if you haven't maybe got that character or you're not built a certain mm-hmm. way to deal with it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure, like, you know, some players who've been released and are not playing at yeah. any level or just doing a normal day job, something they didn't want to do. And at 17, yeah. they've just been released, saying, okay, you're not good enough. Bye. Yeah, there's definitely, I'm sure there's, like, I know so many players or ex players, and we almost, we don't even have these conversations. Like, you don't have these conversations with a lot of players because yeah. you're sailing ships in football. You're kind of like, you're working with them one day and then the next day, you know, they're on the other side of the country or they're doing something completely different to you. So unless it's maybe your real core group of people you might have grown up with from early and stuff, you you might not get the chance to really check in and speak to them. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, like, a lot of those players who maybe have been through the situation might have been through things like depression, might have been through things like feeling suicidal or... Yeah. Stuff like that, and you know, it's I don't know what needs to be done in particular, and whose job it is, whether it's the club, whether it's, whether it's the PFA. Um, and I know there are actually outlets. To be fair, the PFA give give you an outlet to speak to someone and get counselling. Mm. Um, so I don't know if people are aware, yeah. or if the clubs let people know. Okay, you're going to be releasing you. Okay, we're going to give you this option of this. We're going to mm-hmm. we're going to show you. You can speak to the PFA and get get things off your chest if you need to. You know, mm-hmm. something definitely needs to be done to highlight more. Yeah, definitely. It just needs to be more accessible for players who get released or who don't know where they're going to go. Because I think for a lot of young kids, they don't know. They they at first think it's football. They don't think that we're going to be released and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I agree with you completely there. Anyway, you moved to Exeter. Now, just a side note, Exeter, they beef Plymouth <laughs> on a matic. So are you getting heckles from Plymouth fans saying, I will go on, like, why are you going to them, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, they said I'm an op. They said I'm an op when I left. No, um, you know what? I, I think I, I think at the start there was like, see, I had a, I had a few people commenting, snake in the comments and stuff like that, but yeah. I think the situation presented itself that way. Like as yeah. I explained, I was on my way out of a club, yeah. pressured to like being pressured to leave, and there wasn't many options because mm. at the end of the day, conversations were had with Plymouth at the time, yeah. and they didn't want to do nothing. So, Fair. you know, and then do you know you get what I'm saying? It's yeah, not, I hear that. I, hear I that. think I think Plymouth were in League One at that time as well, and that happens as well. Clubs. You might chose you might have chosen not to return at a time and 
they, they don't want to sign you after that because of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, obviously, I spent a lot longer time at Exeter and mm. had had a lot of um, good moments and played a lot of played a lot of good football at Exeter, you know. Um, so I have like very fond times and memories there. They're both they're both great clubs. They're both good. Like they're both similar in terms of their it's, they're in Devon. Um, family clubs, community clubs, and they embrace you a lot, you know, because mm. you're there all the time. Like, I didn't really come home that often. I was there so much of the time. Yeah. Um, so you really feel a, feel a part of it at both of those clubs. Yeah, and obviously, like you said, like, this was a permanent move, so, like, you could find a house there. You knew, like, listen, I'm staying here. End of the season, I'm going to be mm-hmm. here at the end. And yeah. just speaking about Exeter, because I know it's sad, but you get to another playoff final, you play at Wembley again, and unfortunately, another defeat happens. What do you think, like, led to that happening? Or, like, how did you think? Did you think the occasion got to you again, like, as in Plymouth? Or was it a thing of Coventry were the better team on the day? Um, yeah, this one, this one felt different. Because I think there were a few factors as to why maybe maybe they didn't go the right way, but ultimately it didn't perform as good as the other team. You know, it wasn't a case of we were the best team and we didn't win. Like, we literally just didn't play as well as Coventry did. I think everything they did was just coming off as well. Yeah. Like the first, I think they hit one in the bins, first goal, next one, centre-back scores, slaps yeah. it in. Like, everything was just going right for them. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was the case of a bit too little, too late. We scored in the, I think we scored like late on, maybe like the last 15 or the last 10. Um, but yeah, there was, it was mad because I, I I think I had come back to Wembley thinking, yeah, this is the this is the moment, this is the time. Like, yeah, this is redemption. It's going to be different. And, you know, obviously, it, unfortunately, it wasn't, it, it wasn't to be. Um, but yeah, I, I think I might have said to my parents next time round, I'm not inviting no one. You guys ain't coming. <laughs> I'm going it alone. So it's got to change. But um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's. I think they 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 were they were really good experiences. Like to be able to play at Wembley. Like a lot of people mentioned it, and when I watch some people's podcasts and interviews, and some people don't don't get a chance to play there throughout their whole career, in it. Mm. So so yeah, I'm definitely kind of. Um, I feel like privileged to be able to have played there and say I played there, but hopefully the next time I play there, it's a it's a W. Yeah, hundred percent. Like just playing there, it's crazy. Like with the fans. Yeah. But, um, but obviously the next season, you come to like I think a point off the playoffs. Like you got really close mm-hmm. to um, getting to the playoffs, and like how frustrating is it? You know, being at Plymouth, you get to the playoff final. You didn't get promoted. Exeter playoff final didn't get promoted. Exeter missed on the playoffs by a point. Now, how frustrating is it to get so close, but you can see it, but you can't get it? It's it's, it's jarring. Like literally, it's it's hard to explain the feeling because you wanna you wanna um you just wanna forget about it, mm. but it's bugging you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's bugging you. I think the one I think when we when we lost to Coventry. Excellent. We lost to Coventry in the final. That one made me feel sick, honestly, because I feel like we had worked so hard and the team, the team was good. Like a lot of the players in that team are playing 
some of the players in that team are playing at high level. Um, you know, we had some firepower in that team and players that were really like at, at really good stages of their career as well. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is, it's an, it's an annoying feeling. Um, I think after the Plymouth one, I was going on holiday the day after. So I was hoping to, I, I booked my holiday saying, we're going to win and I'm going away the next day. Yeah. You know, but I'm on the plane, like just, it's annoying, isn't it? Like, a bit angry. frustrated. <laughs> yeah, like a bit frustrated and just angry. And then when I've got out there, obviously I've just tried to enjoy myself and not worry about it too much. But, but yeah, there's highs and lows. And I think, I think you have to just try and not get too high or too low about things, but, mm. but obviously understand what's happened. Mm. And also, just finally on Exeter, just speak about like how was it with the fans, like the area. It's, it's a good club, like it's a community club. Like, would you say your experience was a really positive experience? They gave you opportunity to play first yeah, team football yeah. at a consistent level. Yeah, I haven't like literally haven't got a bad word to say about the club. You know, like it's literally you have access to everyone at the club. Like from mm. the manager, if you want to speak to him about something that's non-football related. The, the chairman like, they're just everyone's just easy to speak to mm. um easy going and yeah like I, I i would say i love my time there um and the main thing of being able to have an opportunity to to go and play do what i love and just play football and show people what i'm about you know mm. um and it obviously ended up being quite a key player in in my two my two years there you know so mm. so um yeah, literally, just only only good things to say about the club, really. Yeah. So you've done your two years at Exeter, and then you moved to to link up with your ex coach Paul Tisdale at MK Dons. How did that move come about? Um, yeah, I was coming into the final year of my contract, um, and yeah, I think I had a I had an injury where I was out for a few months, um, and kind of like had a lot of time to just reflect on what I wanted to do and if I wanted to, to stay on. And for me, my goal has always been to play as play at the highest level possible, you know, consistently. Yeah. So I just felt that um, moving to MK was was gonna be a step in the right direction for my career, you know, playing at a playing at a level above and um see playing with a manager who I kind of had played under so I had an understanding mm-hmm. of what he wanted also. So it seemed like a it seemed like a good fit like when upon signing it. And plus the the manager knows your name this time. <laughs> the coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like how was it uh your first year? Because I think you played Liverpool in the cup, innit? Like you came on that game, packed out mm-hmm. stadium. Like how was that experience at MK your first year? Yeah, that was that was um that was probably one of the better moments in my first year there. Um Obviously, that game I think was in front of like twenty eight thousand packed. I was pissed because I wasn't starting. Mm, I was so imagine. vexed because I think, I think I maybe got dropped the game before. Um, came on and done, I think done all right in the the game before, and then going into this game thinking. I remember speaking to my dad saying, "Dad, I don't know if I'm going to start. You know, I don't know if I'm going to start. <laughs> right, this is for me. This is like my cup final. Yeah, and then um." He's like, no, I just, just like have a bit of faith and this and that. Tells us the team, says I'm not starting. Oh. Like, I'm just vexed. But then when the game come about and see, we were, 
don't know what the score was at the time when I come on, but came on and just thought, you know, I have to just show him why I should have been playing the game. Mm. I just came on, just tried to ball out a bit, you know, and um, and yeah, I think, well, I think after that game, I got back in the team. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Also, how far in advance are you told the team? Is it like the training session before? It's not like an hour before, like with the fans, is it? Um, it depends. Depends on the manager. Um, some managers you know from the day before. Uh, some managers tell you literally when you get into the stadium. Oh no, not even when you get into the stadium. You get in, then you go for a team meeting. Then they announce the team in the team meetings. So pretty much when just before everyone else finds out. Um, yeah, I don't know what I prefer. I think I probably prefer knowing if I'm starting. Yeah. But some managers don't like to tell the team early because you might prepare differently. If you're on the bench, you might not prepare properly. Yeah, you, you won't know, train. You know playing, innit? Mm. Yeah. So um, at, then lockdown happens in your first year, MK. So that just cuts the season short. And mm-hmm. then you come back. And then what happens after that? What led you to your loan move to Cambridge? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> Um, that one there, this one, this this period probably has been like the most testing time so far in my career, just because there was a turnover in the manager, um, a new manager in charge, and obviously, just made, things not really going great. You know, we were on a bad run of form leading into leading into that, and then um, I think I played a few games under the new manager. And then obviously, come December, January, I think, come to light that just wasn't for him, I guess, yeah. uh, which happens in football. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think in the January, I wanted to just try and I wanted to fight for my spot, but it was kind of made quite apparent that that wasn't, that wasn't, wasn't going to happen. Um, so yeah, I, I think opted not to go on loan in January and then obviously the season got ended, got locked, got cut off short in the end. Come the summer, things were still just the same. Things were still, you know, it was the same kind of picture. Like gone back pre-season, trained hard and, you know, trained well. So yeah, it was a case of just trying to find somewhere where I was going to be able to play and get regular football yeah. um, and just be happy playing again because think about it, it's I'd gone, I'd gone about a nine-month period about football. Some people had gone five months, but for me, it was nine. Yeah, um, So, yeah, I, I was just eager to get out. And, you know, in the, in the end, uh, Cambridge was the was the club that, that was pushing the most to get me. Mm. And obviously, like, Cambridge is known for its uni thing. Like, not even the football too tough, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, the whole city... The fans, as always, like the coach, like who believes in you to you know pick you because you're playing games until your injury, of course. Yeah. So, like, how was your start to the season? Yeah. Um. I started. I think I started decent. You know. I. For me personally, I. I, I know that my level can go up still. Mm. But like I said, I think it was a case of just me getting back into playing regularly again after so long with no football. Yeah. And see, that was good for me. But I know that, like, I can go up a level, but 
um, yeah, the good thing is that the manager does seem to believe in me. You know, obviously was was kind of happy to extend my my loan because it was six months initially. Yeah. Um, and then we extended it to the end of the season. So he's kind of showed a lot of a lot of faith in me as a player. And you know, that's I think that's when I'm playing at my best when I'm playing under someone that believes in me and yeah. and wants me wants me to do well. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we were speaking before how like doing very well this season, top of the league. Like there's really gonna be it's very tight, it's gonna be a close run into the end of the season. So like how motivated are you to like avenge for the promotions that you haven't got? this season with Cambridge? Yes, uh, I'm trying to come for the accolades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to because it's, it's frustrating because right now I can't do, I can't do anything, you know, mm. um, other, other than like support the team and stuff, but yeah. I can't physically do anything while I'm, while I've been out injured. Um, but when I'm back, I'm trying to just come back and add to the team and mm. kind of help, help the team push towards getting promoted because I think, mm. I don't think Cambridge have notoriously um, been in a promo- promotion hunt like in recent seasons. No, so no. it's it's something that um, it's something that it's an opportunity that I feel like we need to really take and not just yeah. let slip. But at the same time, not put too much pressure because at the end of the day, I think that's why we are where we are and doing well because there's not mm. like there's not people aren't getting all antsy and getting excited. Uh, yeah, too, there's not too much pressure in the camp. We just everyone's just keeping a level head, keeping calm, and mm. you know, hopefully we can push, man, and and try and get try and um, try mm. and finish high this season. And because obviously, like now with the position you're in, I think everyone would be disappointed if we didn't get promoted. And like mm. it will get, to, uh, I guess, March time, April time. That's where it's like doesn't matter how we play, the W is important. Get the, get the game <laughs> Like what? What are you gonna take from your previous experiences, and what can you give to like maybe the other players who are there who've never been in this sort of situation where we're in mm-hmm. the hunt for a promotion? Yeah, I, f- I think um, the game management is is vital mm. because you don't want to be. I think this team handles that quite well, though. Like knowing when to play certain ways. Like we play, we don't play the same way every single week. Mm. Uh, which is a good thing, as opposed to maybe what we've had and what I've had in other teams that I've that I've been been in. Um, we might have had like a, a, a same way of playing, uh, which isn't a bad thing either. But I think that helps in the push for a promotion. I guess um, being dynamic, being able to change it up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know exactly what I would say I'd bring, but but just reminding people like not to get too ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. Keeping calm, like not uh, I don't know, in certain games when it's late on, we might be one up and just don't clearing work. the ball, like spooting it to anywhere, like find the pass, you know. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think those kind of things will help you help us steer up games and stuff. So so yeah, I think but collectively there's a there's a lot of there's some experienced boys in the team, you know, and there's there's players who have played at different clubs and I'm sure I'm sure there's we have enough about us like, as a team to be able to kind of uh, keep pushing yeah hopefully we get the job done and obviously hopefully the fans can maybe see a bit of the action because this must be heartbreaking for them you know I know man winning me the time and just not being able to see it it must be stressing right now literally well it's 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 the same for every club at the moment but yeah I'm like I said earlier like I'm kind of can't wait to can't wait for the fans to be back because it makes 
makes a big difference. Obviously, I've only experienced the Cambridge fans once, but you know, there's they've showed a lot of support like to me on on Twitter and online. Like, a lot of the messages like when I got injured, even prior to it as well. So yeah. um, I feel like it's it's we've got a good good um, core group of fans, you know, and hopefully they do get to see some part of the the push. Yeah. Also, with speaking about fans in general, do you? Because I saw that article how when you left Exeter you got abused in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. how does that feel to when you get abused? Do, do you take it? Because we've seen a, recently the social media increase in like especially black players just being abused nonsensically mm-hmm. for just you know making errors that everyone makes. Like, how does yeah. it feel when that sort of abuse happens? Yeah, it's it's a disgrace to be honest. Like. Mm-hmm how you can be abused for the colour of your skin, just, I can't fathom it. I don't understand, like, I don't understand someone's reasoning, you know. I think now it's really bad because there's there's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon because they see it's getting attention. Yeah. They see that someone's going to talk about it. They want their their profile, uh, their egg profile, whatever you call it, to be the one that's up on Sky Sports News. Like, it's, I don't understand why why people get a kick out of it and you know there needs to be there needs to be some sort of incentives or there has to be something put towards these social media platforms to say okay you're going to get fines i think they started they're going to start introducing that or something like that yes yeah, so i heard someone heard someone mention um people creating an account on a social a social media account should have to use id to make oh, the account man. That could be good, so you know who it is. Well, as opposed to someone being able to hide, yeah. you know. And some people do it blatantly; they don't even hide. I'm, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I didn't even see the thing that was said about me by the Exeter fans. Yeah, I know they were obviously happy because I've left. But how can that bring you to now uh, make, make racist remarks about me? That like, doesn't make any sense, you know. Yes, yeah, awful. But with the whole like passport thing, I think it's a bit techy putting your details ID on like a platform such as like Facebook which has data problems but something has to be done that's what I'm saying yeah and I, I hear that I, like, obviously I don't know the answers in it but I think so I think all suggestions are welcome at this at this yeah. time because at the end of the day it's not something that's getting any better like it's literally day by day it's getting worse and these things have been happening before people happening. started talking about it and Listen, I think I, I think I played against Lincoln um, not last season, but the season before. And I was going over to take a corner and a fan screams to me, go back to where you came from. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean go back to where I came from? Yeah. I think, I'm thinking, what are you like, what have I done to you? I'm going to take a corner, but you're telling me to go back to where I came from. And I think I took the corner and we scored as well. Oh. So I was just, I just didn't even, I didn't even bother. Like, I didn't even, you know, I just kind of got on with it, innit? But these things, like, shouldn't... They're not normal... It's not normal things for people to be saying. Like, I think mm. some of these people have an issue. Like, some of these people are sick. Because there's no other reason why you'd, you'd be doing this, you know? And it's just it's just an issue. I'm, I'm with the whole fines thing. I need to know where the fine money is going to. It must be going towards black businesses or social initiatives yeah. for underprivileged people. Not mm-hmm. the FA or just eating the peas. But, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, no, that, 
that, that's true as well because a lot of the time these things are put in place and you don't really know where it, you don't really know where some of these things are going but mm. that's that's something that people that have a voice and have a uh, like a big enough platform need to probably be asking these questions or mm. or leading it you know um and saying like where is this money going like it needs to be coming back into into the black community because at the end of the day we're the ones that are getting targeted for it so yeah. let's let's recycle that money and put it back in 100 percent. good to hear now we'll move on to the flex your knowledge bit the, the quiz <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, cool. you say you're a united fan grew up watching united Oh, just to explain it, by the way, there'll be six questions. The last question is worth five points. That's a bonus question. And the first five yeah. questions are multiple choice, and there's a bonus point available on each question. That cool? Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Ready to start? Yeah. Cool. Question number one. What year... Can I use my phone? Huh? Can I use my phone? No. Um, your phone. <laughs> you basically look at the screen, the screen the whole time. Don't be oh, looking at your phone. Cool. What year did Cristiano Ronaldo join Man United? Is it A, 2001, B, 2002, <laughs> C, 2003, or D, 2004? I'm going to go with. 2003. Is that your final answer? Yeah. 2003? Correct. Yeah. Well done, well done. <laughs> I know my guy, man. You know your guy. That's okay. my guy, man. Yo, is he your guy? No, nah, Messi's my guy, but Ronaldo's my guy, man. Okay, if Ronaldo's your guy, for the bonus point, how much <laughs> was his fee for the bonus point from Sporting Lisbon to Man United? How much was his fee? Yeah. If you get to the oh. nearest one number, I'll give it to you. Oh, no. All right. Maybe he's not my guy. <laughs> Someone's giving me a headache. I'll give you a clue. He was the most expensive teenager at the time he signed for United. 2003. People couldn't have been going for a lot, though. You tell me. Because them times there were like, Biggest transfer was probably like 30 mil, like anyone. Um, I'm going to say like 7 mil or something like that. That final answer? Yeah, it's a bit more, isn't it? But yeah, I'm going to say 7 mil. Yeah, it's more still. Seven's wrong. It was 12.4 million. 7 mil? 12, 12 million. Oh my days, I'm a joke. <laughs> oh, 12? Yeah, 12 million, 12 million. <laughs> Yeah. I'm out here picking. I'm out here picking. I got it right. No, 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 no. That's yeah. not bad, though. Yeah, that's not bad, though. Yeah, close, but yeah. I mean, for the for the deal you got to, to produce all of that. Yeah, uh, cool. Number two. <laughs> cool. In the 2008 Champions League final, remember that one? Mm-hmm. Which Man United yeah. player missed a penalty in the shootout? Is it A. Rooney, B. Ronaldo, C, Tevez, or D, Carrick? Why are you trying to give me more options to make it harder? That's the, <laughs> I'm helping you. Multiple choice. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, B, Ronaldo. 
Is that your final I'm answer? Sure. Is that your final answer? Yeah, it's Ronaldo. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm locking it. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo's correct. <laughs> you guys trying to get me to change? Is it right? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. It's right. It's right. All right, cool. The cool, bonus cool. point. I watched this the other day, you know. Is it? You watched that? Cool. You should get the next one right then. Yeah, the archives. Okay, for the bonus point, which player mm-hmm. other than John Terry missed for Chelsea? You weren't watching closely. <laughs> Nicholas and Nicholas and Alka. Final answer. Yeah. Yes, correct. Still, oh, you're not bad. Still, you're not bad. You're not bad. Oh, yeah, no car, no car. Photographic memory, man. Cool. <laughs> Question number three. Oh, which team did Man United face in Sir Alex Ferguson's last ever game? Is it A. Aston Villa, B. West Brom, C. Swansea, or D. Arsenal? Do you know what? Yeah, I feel like Man United played all the time. End of the season, it's West Brom all the time. I'm gonna go with West Brom. Is that your final answer? Ah, so read out options again. I don't know. Yeah, let me hear them again. <laughs> let me hear them again. Aston Villa, West Brom, yeah. Swansea, or Arsenal. Can you tell me the scoreline? I can't because the, the, the bonus point question is what's the scoreline of the game? <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna say West Brom. I'm gonna say West Brom. Well, final answer. Yeah. Oh, this guy's getting them correct. Well done, West Brom is correct. What? Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is, it is, it's right. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. For the bonus point, <laughs> what was the score in that game? Uh, it stinks of like 5-2 or something like that. Final answer. It stinks of 5-2, but I'm thinking, did he score many goals? I'm going to say 5-2 because I don't actually know. I feel like it might be that. Do you know what? 5 is correct, but it was it was actually 5-5. Five, five. Do you remember that game? 5-5? Five, five. Yeah. 5-5? <laughs> five, five. Yeah, Lukaku scored I don't that. even remember, you know. I actually remember the game. I remember Lukaku bagged a hat-trick for West Brom. Was, that, was, Berahino, was Berahino playing? I don't know. I know Lukaku bagged hat trick for West Brom, but I don't know who was. I don't know who else. But it was five five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't really remember the game, man. I don't know why, but I take. I take my point, though. Yeah, you get. You get the. Yeah, you get one point. One out of two. One out of two. Yeah, I take yeah. my point. We move. Question number four. Which season? I'm sure you're happy about this. Did Man United beat Arsenal eight <laughs> two? Was it A? Oh nine oh ten. B. 10 11 C 11 12 or D 12 13. Oh, this one's kind of tricky, you know. Yes, <laughs> all right, cool. Let me think. I think I was 15. Ten years ago. Let's do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago. Wait, so what? Eleven twelve was an option, right? Yeah, eleven twelve. Oh no, 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 no! It'll be 10. 
Say again? It'll be 10 11. It'll be 10 11. But if I know answer. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I think. Yeah. If I don't answer, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. wrong. No, it's wrong. You should have stuck with 11 12. That's correct. <laughs> Yeah. But the thing is, to be oh, fair, that's match, jarring, was in, match was in 2011, but it wasn't in the 10 11 season. See, I knew it was in 2011. Yeah, I think 11 12 season. Yeah, okay, and, cool, cool. So, I've got to hold that L there. Yeah, you got to hold that L still. But there's a bonus point for bonus point. What was the score at half time in that game? At half time. Mm-hmm. Well, Arsenal winning. I'm asking you, lad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying? Are you trying hard not to smile? Well, Arsenal were winning on Saturday. Like, I can't really remember. You would have asked. I was asked. I would be happy to be winning and then to lose eight two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't even lie. I don't even know, man. I'm gonna. I feel like it's trying to throw me off, so I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two. Two one. Was it? No, we we were bagging from early, innit? We were bagging from early. Was it? Like, was it about six nil? Let me say six nil. Let me find an answer. <laughs> Yeah, 6-0. Six 6-0 no. six no after... Way off. <laughs> Respect my thing, Arsenal, bro. Man, what was the score? Nil, you know, half time. What was the score? It was 3-1 to United. 3-1? Yeah, 3-1. It's close, man. That's in 6. It's close. Boy. Uh, <laughs> listen. It was 8-2 in the end, so you're saying like I have to respect it or something. I know, but, but it was 8-2 half-time. in the end. Uh, cool. Yes, true. It was 82. That, that means we scored five in the second half. True, true. We know Arsenal, they could nah. have tied. Arsenal missed the penalty that game. Remember? <laughs> at 1-0. You missed the penalty? Is, is that the bonus? Is that another bonus? No, no, no. no, no. I'm just... <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you know what? If I didn't say who missed the penalty, I would have asked you who missed the penalty that game. You probably didn't even know there was a penalty you missed by Arsenal. No, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. My memory's not good for that, man. I don't know why. Memory's on point, bro. Man, no Obviously, it wasn't a big game for Man United, innit? I respect Arsenal. It was a big game for you, man, still. You man chat about this, that game too. <laughs> it was a big game for you, man. <laughs> Question number five. Uh, Since Ferguson left, which Man United manager has had the highest win percentage? Is it A, David Moyes, B, Van Gaal, C, Mourinho, or D, only gonna social. Highest win percentage. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna say. I don't know. I swear this stuff a day as well, you know, but I can't remember. I'm going to say Mourinho. Final answer? But it might be Van Gaal. Yeah, I'm going to go Mourinho, but it might be Van Gaal. Yeah, Mourinho's correct. <laughs> Mourinho's correct. 
Rooney, yeah? Yeah. Uh, he's a winner, man. It's true, he is. And for the bonus point... Serial winner. What was his percentage? I'll give it to you the nearest number. Hmm. 50 50 sounds quite high though, isn't it? Is it? 56. 56. 56. Yeah. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. So close. <laughs> 58. 58? Yeah, I'm really done this team. You man disrespected my man. <laughs> no, yeah. I've got time for him, man. I got time for Mourinho. Mm. You know, he didn't get enough time. No, but he was doing a mad thing. Marshall and Pogba on the bench. (laughs) He was violated. (laughs) You know, (laughs) my dad, this guy, he was was team Mourinho out, boy. Yeah, everyone was. was. (laughs) Because the whole Pogba thing. He's he's not playing the youngsters. He's not playing the youngsters. I understand him on that one. Reactions did you have at the time? I don't know, man. We'd probably, Greenwood, I don't know who he wanted in, but he was like a young boy, and he wanted anyone because I don't bring you, you like McTominay. Yeah, you like McTominay, yeah, he, lo- he loved, loved McTominay, yeah. He was benching Pogba mm. for him, that was <laughs> which was that's funny, <laughs> yeah. But you get 58% win percentage, he's getting the results, kind of. And the last time you lot won a trophy, he was the manager. Not like that. That's true. That's very true. And just to tell Europa you the other League. ones, yeah, Europa League, yeah. David Moyes, guess his percentage. David Moyes? Oh, that's got to be like 30 something. <laughs> that's got to be. says 30. Actually, not. I'm that loosely on his name, but 42, 42. Nah, it was higher than that. 52.94. So there's not much in it with these man. And to be fair, he wasn't there for that long as well, innit? Yeah, I don't think he lasted the whole season, did he? <laughs> ah, he didn't, he didn't. But didn't so they all in the 50s? Yeah, but Van Howe's got a worse one than David Moyes. <laughs> Which is mad. Is it? Yeah, Van Howe's 52.43. Ah, Van Howe's playing all the youngsters, isn't it? Yeah, like Martial. Who's playing Depay? Uh, I think he brought... Did he bring in Rashford? He did, didn't he? He brought in Rashford. He was playing enough people though. He 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 played um like Fosu Mensah, Borfwick Jackson, oh, um all of those like Wolfie young Jackson. academy boys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Played a lot of them, man. Then Oli's at like fifty six point four five, so he's quite close to Mourinho. But yeah, that's number five. The big bonus question. <laughs> this one, this is a good out. This question. In in one minute, when you're everybody ready, one more minute. Yeah, but a minute basically. Mm-hmm. You're gonna name me Man United's top ten highest transfer signings. Top ten. Yeah, so the highest ten. In order, not in order. I mean, yeah, no, not and highest ten. If you did in order, I'd give you ten points. <laughs> but I think I could. I think I could. No, I'm joking. No. I'm joking. You want to do? It? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. okay. I couldn't. Plus, this is according to transfer marked numbers, isn't it? Man might be saying, "Oh, wrong numbers," but yeah. transfer marked. They've given me an order. All so right, cool. we're ready. I'll get the timer up. Let me get up now. Yeah. One minute. Top 10 in any order. And I'm 
And I'm going to give you the first 10 names. If you get one wrong, you're out. (laughs) So you can't get one wrong, I'm out. The the first 10 names. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. I'll try. I'll try. Cool. I'll try. Are you ready? All right. um, Three. Let me know. Let me know. Three, two, one, go. Paul Pogba. Angel Di Maria. Yep. Tony <laughs> Van der Beek. Yep. Ah. Uh, Ama Diallo. Diallo, yeah. That's four you've named. Three seconds left. Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw, yep. Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Yep. Harry Maguire. Yep. Mm. A seven. Ten seconds seven. left. Martial. Yep. Come on. Five. Van Persie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, time is finished. Is that it? You named oh, nine. Dude. I was laughing because I was years and I heard... <laughs> Okay, you name me nine. No, hey, what? I thought you said yeah, as in you was battering me because like he was a free transfer or something. Oh no, no, no! no. <laughs> I me... said yes, and I heard you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So wait, hold on. That was actually nine out of ten. You you name me nine. Was I haven't said it then correct or not. I'm gonna get into that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But you can name me one more. Let me give you one more then. Yeah, give me one more for ten. Yeah. Oh, I want to say oh, I'm I'm miles off it. I think I'm miles off it. I want to say like Carlos Tevez or something like that, but I'm clutching now. <laughs> okay, I'll put them down and I'll put. Them I'll, down. Yeah, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> who's the new? Who who have you signed recently? I, I can't even think. Okay, out of ten, you got one, two. I got this it three, four. You got five out of ten. Yeah, run it up. Five. Only five. <laughs> yeah, you got bare wrong. Oh my! God. The ones you got wrong: Donny Van der Beek. Yeah, I'm out here thinking wrong. Diallo wrong. Van der Beek is like forty more. Huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that doesn't make the top ten. I mean, he, I, I, yeah, he wasn't. I'd say let me so name who, the top ten. Number one, Paul Pogba. Yeah. Two, Harry Maguire. Seventy-eight mm-hmm. point three. Three. You. I don't know. I forgot him. Lukaku. Yeah. Four, Di Maria, you said. Oh, my days. Five, Martial. Six, I wasn't mm-hmm. surprised. Fred, he was 53. <laughs> Seven, Bruno. Oh, my days. How <laughs> I forgot this guy? Eight, one. Oh! Nine, this one, I will Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. It was Pete's when you mumbled him. <laughs> 41 million in like yeah. 2000 yeah. or something. And then 10, Mata. How Four much was he? Pete Ferdinand. 40. Yeah, 41.4. Yeah, he was peas. Swear. Yeah. And then one matter. Oh, that's that's a lot, you know, at that, at yeah. that time. But a lot. I think it was a record. For a defender, for sure. Yeah. I'll take five, though. I mean, you said Van Persie. I'll take, I'll take five, man. Van Persie for 24 mi- a million in the top ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 
Yeah. Bro, you know what it was? I was thinking, I was thinking, all right, I'm at 30 mil region now with like Luke Shaw and them, man. Yeah. So who's like around that? That's what I was thinking, but I forgot about a bear of them guys, innit? Yeah, Bruno. Why yeah. matter? Yeah, man, 40 point Tuesday. You might Bruno, yeah. yeah. Bruno, I'm surprised you forgot about him. For who? What bumped? We got bumped for who? One matter. 40 M's for him. Nah, he was active. Active he was where? Active them times. For who? United? Talisman. Been active. <laughs> Chelsea Talisman. Yeah, in fact, Listen. Chelsea was active. But at the end of Chelsea, yeah. he was washed. <laughs> nah, man, nah. I still saw something in him. I saw something in him. I don't know what you saw. Special player. For who? Special Not for player, United. Bro. He's washed. You know he's washed. Come on. David Silva's understudy. Fam, even Silva the last two years was moving washed. I'm not gonna get into it because I was because t- talking to Jacob, but Jacob no, was like, not... one of the best ever. I'm like, chill. He's not better than Fabregas. Oh no, nah, Silva was cold though, man. Fabregas. Silva was cold. Like 18 on Fabregas starting Champions League finals. Silver, yeah, no, Fabregas is fake, but Silva, international. Club, whatever, whatever you're talking, he's been instrumental. He's been active. Mm, yeah, he was active. I'm not saying he was active, but he's not Fabregas active. That's my thing, anyway. No, nah, Fabregas is Fabregas is a guy. I can't lie. He's he's done some crazy things. Like mm. he's a player where when you actually look at him, it's complete. Can do everything. Yeah, especially at Arsenal. Them young Fabregas yeah. at Arsenal. No one in the Prem can touch him, in my opinion. Not Gerard or Lampard. Nah. nah, I said at 16 as well. Yeah, Fabregas was doing all of this, playing yeah. week in, week out. Like, that's when you think about it, that's mental. Like, yeah, started Champions League final at like 19, I think. He should be in school doing homework. <laughs> Reels, mm. nah, yeah. cold, cold, cold player, definitely cold. Every cold, but anyway, out of it was out of 15, the whole thing you got <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> About fifteen, you're bannering. I'm te- I'm being real. You even said to me, you're answering bad questions. Yeah. Huh? What did you say? You were you were saying to me, you were saying to me, oh, you're answering. You were saying to me, you're answering bad questions, right? Uh, yeah. How are you getting them all right? And, that? and now you're telling me five out of fifteen. At the start, you started well. You got what? You got the Cristiano Ronaldo joined United, right? But you got the bonus point of that role. You got the Ronaldo, you got number two, good. The whole Ronaldo missed the penalty, an alchemist. And then it went pear shaped from, mm. you got question three, right? But you missed it on the bonus <laughs> point. That's the thing. The bonus point is what's costing a lot of people. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then well, you. Got, so what's the, what's the verdict then? I don't, I don't know my team. Um, precisely. No, not as well as you thought you did. But this is a hard quiz. It's not easy. You know what I mean? It's not I easy. I told you it's the new age questions, man. That's what it is. You new age me? questions. The new age questions. I was forgetting the new players. Man. I don't watch it like that no more, man. Nah, fair, fair, fair. I hear you. Maybe, maybe in the future, if you come on, I'll give you <laughs> old age questions. I'll ask you about the, the Dennis Law and them, man. <laughs> <laughs> that old. <laughs> if that's what you're watching back then. I'll ask you about them. Busby babes. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Yo, I'm going to have to get my dad on for that quiz. Man. <laughs> yeah, trust. Yo, anyway. That's like Dennis Law, you know. <laughs> Listeners' questions for you. Right, cool. Um, okay. What is the biggest difference from youth football to men's football, and why do you think not many players successfully make that jump? Uh, 
good question. Um, I would say, I'd say the physicality, that the that the speed of the game as well. That physicality is debatable, depending on the level. I would say, you know, because um, some like maybe at a high level you don't really come into as much tussles, but these players are strong still. Mm. So if they need to, they can use it. Um, but yeah, the speed of the game is probably the, the biggest difference. Like uh, men, a lot of men's football, academy football is quite slow and it's passed out from the back every, like, a lot of the time, whereas mm. men's football is a bit more, a bit quicker. But yeah, to the second part of that question as well, I would say, um, I just think, that's just how the odds are. Um, from young, you're kind of told only one of you in this age group is going to make it. And you think that they're just, you think, oh, it might be a couple man. Mm. Like, there's there's enough players in here that are good that we might be the outliers. We might be the outliers. Yeah. Um, but it ain't, it's not the case. Normally, it's actually quite true to what they say. Like, probably one, maybe two in that age group might go on to play professional. Um, so yeah, you really need to just put in the put in that work, man. Mm. You know, if you're doing more than the person next to you, you're probably gonna give yourself a better chance. Mm. If you take that mentality all the way through, then I think you know you'll be you'll be alright. Cool, cool. And someone asked, what difficulties have you faced out on loan, and what advice would you give to other ballers who go through the same thing? So consistently going out on loan. Um, difficulties when you're not playing because it's, it's you can go on some loans and you're playing from the jump you play all the way through but a lot of loans they t- they're bringing you as cover not letting you know that you're you're a cover but you really are yeah. and when you're not playing how your head is like your mentality towards that situation I think that's the most vital thing because if you're playing it's you know, just keep playing, play well, do what you're doing, you'll be all right. But if you're not, you need to make sure you're still putting in work. Like, okay, you might not want to be there all the time because it's not what you're used to being at a, a bigger club, let's say, um, with better facilities and stuff. But you need to train as if you're trying to impress uh, the manager at your at your club because that, that stuff gets filtered back, you know. And just for your own development, you need to keep on improving improving yourself i would say mm, nice and also just on the whole facilities thing now from where you've been at like wembley stadium with the pen changing <laughs> rooms and then you're in yeah. league, you know you go to some stadiums you're like bruh it's a bit peak. Yeah. yeah it is but then at the same time like i've been kind of i've been boy doing this league thing from 2015 Early, yeah even uh, even further back than that with my first loan when I was 17. So it's like, mm. I've seen it. So I'm not kind of like, I'm not bougie to anything. I kind of, do you know what I mean? I've kind of been around a lot of different stadiums, a lot of different, and you, you even have it when you're at a bigger team because you might go, um, what's it called? You might play a team in a cup. Yeah. That's the time when you're involved because you're a youngster. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, you just kind of get on with it. I think... The facilities that you're, the, the facilities that you use every day is more maybe a thing that you have to get used to. Like you might not have a gym where you train, you know. Some clubs don't have it. You gotta go to somewhere else offsite. 
you know so <laughs> it's about mind. keeping yourself so you might you might have to it's mad because i think um i don't know if i want to name the club but yeah, <laughs> a club i was at like, <laughs> no i'm not going i'm not going but um what's it called there was no gym there was literally no gym there in it no gym just like one padded mat that you have to use you can do a stretching on there and stuff but you have to go to if you want to do gym you got to go like david lloyd or nothing or something like that they give you they give you um access but it's hard because it's about motivating yourself to keep on after training people are going home not everyone's going there but mm. you might need to go and do some stretch you know do some gym yeah. that's that's the little percentages that's gonna kind of take probably take you further than the next man in it that's what i would yeah. say 100 um if you weren't a baller what do you think you'd be doing what I'd be doing, I don't, I don't know what I like to be honest. Um, trading, huh? Trading, <laughs> trading. No, 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 no. You, you got me confused now because <laughs> I'm not one of these traders. I'm not one of these. I'm not one of these traders. I'm just, I've taken an interest into you know the other aspects. When we're off, when we're off this, we can talk. We can talk a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I'm someone who I probably don't, I don't really like the idea of having to work for like someone, you know, obviously the profession that I'm in is, is I can't, have, I'm not going to have my own football team. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and not even that aspect, like working in a football environment almost doesn't feel like yeah. a job. Like it's what I love doing, but like, I feel like I'd be someone who tried to just start a business or, you know, I don't know, just try try that way. And I say that maybe I'd get to a point where I need income, so I need to, I would, I wouldn't have just ended up getting a job. But yeah, I feel like I'm someone who is about like creating new ideas and trying to, you know, start things up. So, so yeah. that's good, man. Yeah, like own business sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Use your ultimate five-a-side team. You got me here now, boy. Well, we're gonna be arguing about this as well. So it has to be because uh, Jacob, you was trying to say no defense. There has to be a defender there and a goalkeeper. None of this are three midfielders and one, two strikers. A defender, and a, a defender, and a goalkeeper. Yeah, it has to be defender, goalkeeper. All right, cool. Let me start from the top first, though, because mm. then I can complement it after, isn't it? Um. So Messi, you got to be in there. Yeah. Five aside. Yeah, four man left. I think could be Barca, you know. <laughs> I think could be Barca. Messi. I don't know if I want Ronaldo in five aside. Nah, he's what? not passing to know he's shooting, bro. He's shooting from. He just wants to sprint, isn't it? Yeah. Messi. Iniesta. Yeah. Iniesta's got to be in there. This is hard, you know. Yeah, it's not easy. This is hard. Ronaldinho. Yeah, he'd be peak on a five side. Oh, Ooh. be long, be long. <laughs> long. The thing is, I'm thinking Iniesta or Xavi, but I'll keep it as Iniesta for now. Yeah. Iniesta, Ronaldinho. So I've got a goalkeeper and a defender now. Yeah. Man. 
I'm thinking Marcelo or Dani Alves, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, them, them attacking them and they're, Yeah, the under Jogo Benito thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd have them still. So it's not so it's not to Barcelona. I'm gonna go Marcelo. Who's the goalkeeper? Go and then goalkeeper, I'm gonna go. You can ball. What's that brother that had the afro? Rene Aguita. The one that used to do the um scorpion kick. Hands- you know someone takes a free kick? Yeah. You know about him? I think who's his name? I think his name is Rene Gita or something like that. Yeah. He's I've a Colombian it. goalkeeper, isn't it? Oh. And when people take free kicks, you'll like do a handstand and kick the ball away like a scorpion kick. Oh it? Scorpio, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Uh, I'm gonna go him. I'm gonna go him. Solid. I would probably take out Iniesta because I think he ain't got no PMP. You'll get bodied on the five side team. Intricate play. I'm mean, getting. Man, I've had Yaya too. He waits him off. Oh, you know what? Yaya. I think Yaya's another one. Yaya will be harder. He'll be peaking the five side, but I think he wants more space to open his legs up, man. Yeah. You get me? Mm. You know, you want those small guys, man. The, um, Messi, I can allow Messi, Messi just peak, but yeah, I thought he has to get bodied by anyone, fam. I can't lie. Okay. But yeah. what are you saying? The rest of the team, good. The rest of the team's calm. Yeah, Ronaldinho, yeah, he's too skillful. Marcelo at the back. I mean, there'll be no defending. It'll just be an extra attacker and a yeah, keeper. Calm. I mean, keepers are really mad too tough, isn't it? If you're a keeper. Nah, if you're keeper decent. Five, yeah, but yeah, I'd have I'd have Yaya Toure, Honoré. Um, I'd have Ronaldinho, but just to be different, I'd have Zaha. I feel like he'd be peak on five side. Ripping everyone. Yeah, he, he's actually a problem on five Yeah, I can just imagine. <laughs> it's log. Doubles in every man, but solid mm. team. Good team. No, nah, no, nah, I feel the team still. I was, I was going to, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. Rubinho. I don't know why, but. Rubinho. Rubinho, yeah. When you're talking Jogo Benito and all that stuff, yeah. forget about it, man. The man there were kicking ball, no shoes on the sand. Yeah, the man were cold, but. Rubinho, he's, he's like he's like a he's he's a forgotten Brazilian. You don't think no, of him. He, I can't lie, I forgot about him. You know, he's forgotten, but I think he should probably be respected a bit more. I think he chose to go a different path with his career. Like mm. the man there wanted to go back home and that, and like, yeah. do you know what I mean? They want that to go and back go, home team. <laughs> I think it's a Brazilian thing a lot of the time as well. They end up like either trying to get back home or they'll go to just some random club, like a South American team, and they go back yeah, to their home. Yeah, man. So, but anyway, each to their own. It's like, I'm going to ask you a question. Did you see that thing on um, Flirt Around social media? And it was like, you got um, 20 attempts to hit the crossbar from the halfway line. Yeah. And if you hit it two times, you get 50 mil. And if you if you don't hit it two times, you get 40 years in jail. Would you do it? 20 attempts from halfway line. From halfway line, nah. <laughs> I ain't got power left. <laughs> from halfway line, I'm not doing that. No way. halfway, I ain't got it's a bad one, isn't it? From half, halfway is too far, can't lie. Edge of the box, man's doing yeah. that. I'll get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Even me personally, I think I could do it, but I'm not doing it. I'm not risking yeah. halfway line before I'm fatigued after 10. Do you know what it is? I think, yeah, I think <laughs> the, whole not pressure, the whole pressure of knowing the gel, you will fumble it. No one's yeah. got that, no one's got that mental capacity to deal with that. <laughs> You are no bun that. That's a good question, though. I'm gonna ask that. Yeah, use that in the next one, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna ask that question still. <laughs> but um, we probably answered already. But Messi or Ronaldo, I think. 
messy for messy for me, but it's sway, it's starting to sway, you know. I'm with you on that still. Messi is the better, he's the better player. And I know people always use this example, but or use this whole oh like Ronaldo worked for stuff. But Ronaldo's thing is he's literally gone to every league and done it in every league. Yeah. Doesn't matter who I know he's in like the best teams in those leagues, but he's made them he's made them the best. You see Real Madrid without him. Boogie. Yeah, they're finished. So, <laughs> I have to boy. It's 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 slowly shifting. Maybe by the end of their careers, then I'll be able to decide in it. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Who am I to be deciding anyway? Yeah, I think me. I think I'm with you. Messi's the better player. I think to ever play, like as in ability wise. But I think Ronaldo's legacy with what he's doing, like Ronaldo is still balling out now. Messi this season has been like quite poor in it by his standards. Like I don't yeah. think Barca they're not gonna do well in the league. Ronaldo's gonna probably win the league of Juve. And Ronaldo's done it at yeah. European level, isn't it? The Euros, even though he missed the final, well, most of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Messi won a Copa America, you know. Like, that's a bit peak. Not won it before. Nah. Because he hasn't won nothing with Argentina. Nothing. Oh, Olympic, Olympic, Olympic. Not even the lab. Oh, you might, you might have won the Olympic. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. But I can't. I might uh, anyway, I'm, not, I'm not counting that anyway. Yeah, that's Olympics. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Clutching. <laughs> No, yeah, I had a respectful tick now. What? Uh, no, that's that's actually crazy. But I, I think he needs to. I don't know. He can't even if he plays in another World Cup. It's not going to be prime Messi, isn't it? Um, what the one was it? Two years away. He's finished now, bro. Look at him now. He's walking. No man don't run. He's a walker. He's not he's working. Been walking for the last three, four years though. True, but like they, now he's taken the mick with the walking tick. Yeah. Did you see one time his, his stats his stats was like covered like 8k oh no 6k or something like that 6k Obviously, normally players do like probably between like 9 and 10 know, yeah like man like Aaron Ramsey he was doing like 12k's every game yeah. like, my boy he probably he probably still scored in that game that's the worst thing yeah but that's the thing man he needs to I can't have done no no Cup America thing like Cup America combo like you got a pat at least one in your whole career <laughs> at least but one. You're, this this is the I know obviously you said you're more messy but yeah. you're telling me this is the one thing the one itch that's making you say nah it's not messy it's Ronaldo and Ronaldo didn't even play in the final. I mean, but the thing is Ronaldo. That's a good point. But end of the day, semi final Ronaldo scored the big goal against. I know it was against Wales in it, but he scored in the semis. And I think in the final, I know he got injured, but the man still won in it. Yeah, it's true, it's true. They won the Nations League. I know that's not respected. Nations League, they mm. still won that. And it's Ronaldo, still a trophy, isn't it? That, yeah. And even that's Ronaldo, what sums him up. Now, yeah, like he's the what the highest ever. Cha- you look at his Champions League. He's got more CLs than Messi. Mm. As well, how many has Messi got? Like four. Messi got four, and now he's got five. Yeah, five. And three in a row, back to back to back, fam. But this is the problem. This is the problem, though. Obviously, accolades and trophies, they do make a difference as to mm. why you're rated so highly in it. But mm. the player he is, it's like, whose playing style do you prefer and whose career, who's had the better career, maybe? The Correct. better career is Ronaldo. Yeah, for sure. But the playing style is messy. I think that's how you have to separate it, man. But they kind of go together, innit? You can't se- you can separate because... Their, their, their stats ain't that far apart, innit? So it's like... For me, I will still say Messi because he's so good to watch. Like Ronaldo is just gonna, Ronaldo is gonna stand up front all the time yeah. and just like head, 
head things in, bang things in, top bins, stuff like that. Mm. Whereas Messi's dribbling through like 15 men. Yeah. And scoring. Like I I just prefer that as a like as someone like as a as a football fan, you know what I mean? And as yeah. a player, like I prefer, I just prefer it. Ronaldo used to do that a bit, but yeah, never to like the point of messy i'd say i'm definitely with you on that like ronaldo the last i think the last five six years he's just been a finisher he's not remember back in the day man would run past you know, on that running thing no more yeah but he's just a finisher like give me the ball yeah. man shoot me anywhere go mm-hmm. and i think ronaldo's got more clutch goals mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah i hear that i hear that he turns up. He he does turn up when it matters. Yeah. Um, Champions League, Ronaldo all day. Messi, Messi does as well, though, man. Messi does as well. Ah, uh, fam, I can see a. I can say a lot of Messi fumbles. Recent memory. The remember the oh. Roma Barcelona, Roma Barca, the three 0 thing, and they were four one up. Oh, and it was that. Yeah, and then the Liverpool as well. You can't forget that, you know. True. Four three. You know what? He's he's won them so many games that these mm. one or two. He's won them like how many goals has Messi got? I think he's the highest ever Barca, but I think Ronaldo's got the most it's ever. Around seven hundred. Messi? No, I think six six hundred something. Ronaldo's got seven hundred. I shouldn't even know. Six hundred. Definitely seven six hundred. Yeah. Well, think about how many games he's won them if he scored that amount of goals. Do you know what I mean? So, True. I think the one or two times where they maybe didn't save the team, True. gotta give him a blind man. And I what he done to your team that time in Champions League? What the, 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 the one, the one back in the day though, the one. He oh, when he was on a madness, he was on a madness. Oh, back and forth huh? when he backed forward against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game. That's when I realized this guy is the goat. Mm. But Ronaldo's clamped Arsenal sure. as well. Remember the free kick from like halfway line in the CL the year you the year <laughs> after. Remember that free kick, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. That, that one was mad. United in the blue kit. Yeah, no, the counter-attack. After. Yeah, yeah. Boy. That goal was at 12 seconds of that. Yeah. <laughs> mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was, was on smoke them times. Yeah. Good, good debate, good debate. Okay, who's um the most talented players you've played with and played against? Um, Played with... I'd probably say, obviously, Wolf is in there. Um, Yannick Balassi is in there. Um, He'll be good on the other side. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say um, also. I'm gonna say Johan Kabai. Kabai. Obviously, some of the things this guy used to do in training were just mad. Mm. I think obviously I think it was it was later on in his career when he was at Palace, but like yeah. some of the things he used to do in, in training, I think well, this guy, this guy is is it's hard. Um and one more person that I I know I might have forgot some other players, but yeah, uh, Adebayo. Adebayo, really? Adebayo, When this he wasn't he wasn't in his prime at them times, but yeah. I've seen him I, I think I watched him play live one time. I think I think I was in the squad for a Palace game and it was against Spurs. Mm. When I say this guy was running the show and I didn't realise he was like like that on the ball. Do you get me? Mm. And then obviously when he came to Palace, like big presence, like 
people almost don't want to tackle him and stuff. And it's another one who wasn't in his prime. Um, it was like later, like later on in his career and stuff. But mm. yeah, that's another guy I would say that like, in terms of best players played 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 with. Um, and against against, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ross Barkley because I played against him in youth team days. Okay. So he would have been like maybe three years older than me. This was when I was like under 16s playing with the 18s. Mm. And he tore us apart. Like it was ridiculous. Um, that was disgusting. <laughs> and um, Dennis Suarez, Dennis Suarez was another one when he was at Man City. Oh, yeah, he played in a, um, he played in a 21s game. Yeah. And oh, he destroyed, he destroyed one, <laughs> one of my teammates, destroyed him. And you know them players where like you half don't don't want to go and press, don't want to press them because you're thinking he's gonna make you. Mm. Them kind of vibes. He was moving, he was Get moving fake, <laughs> moving fake. Yeah. So those 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 would probably be the two best that I can think of anyway. Oh, Dennis Suarez. He's like he's kind of a forgotten man. Dennis Suarez. That Barca. Slightly. I gotta give I gotta give one more shout out as well. Yeah, to yeah. A, a person against, and it was youth team days. Um, and he scored a screamer against us as well. So Gnabry. Yeah, Serge Gnabry when he was at Arsenal. Um, he played Arsenal in the youth team game and he slapped in a screamer against us. And obviously there was a lot of talk because he was like, you know when them foreign, them foreign yeah, players yeah, that yeah. are playing youth team, they're like, oh, this guy probably got bought for Mills and that, that. And literally slapped it in and obviously... Look, you see where he is now, in it. Yeah. Man, didn't know he was going to be at that. At that. He, I didn't know he was going to get to that point in his career. Um, Crazy. But yeah, like he's he's obviously done done really well. He must have been quick as well. I'm thinking these man quick. Gnabry, scary. Some of their ghosting past players, boy. Yeah. Well, um, it's probably an easy question, but I say apart from Wembley, what's the best stadium you've played at? Like, or your favorite stadium if you have one? Should I say the best stadium I played at or favorite? Um, hmm. The atmosphere is mad at Fratton Park. Portsmouth, oh, yeah, because obviously it was playoffs when we played. Atmosphere's mad there, to be fair. Um, and they've got some sort of rivalry, I think, for some reason. Oh, yeah. with, with, yeah, I don't know what it is. They're mad far from each other. Yeah, I've heard about that because I've searched out. It's called oh, yeah. the, the Dockyard Derby or something, but the distance is not that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't make any sense, but like, obviously, I can't say it don't make sense actually, but. Yeah. yeah, that atmosphere was mad. Um, like you couldn't hear in that. And then um, another good one was when I played against Stoke. Stoke was a good one. But better than Stoke was, I think, Sunderland as well. Sunderland, Sunderland in League One. And they had bare fans. Like, there were so many fans. I was I was confused. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the atmosphere was nuts there as well. But that man are diehard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans, so. yeah. they follow their yeah, team. There's a few good stadiums. Mm. Uh, yeah, they follow, they follow their team hard. So I think that's what makes it a good um, atmosphere, really, isn't it? When yeah. fans are fans are good at. 
you've kind of answered it, but would you say Portsmouth's the most intimidating atmosphere, or is there other grounds? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not even. Sh- I'm not sure. What I played at? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it might be, might be. Mill was kind of intimidating as well. Oh, Mill was quite, yeah, for Mill. various reasons. But, yeah, they got to get into that. Yeah, um, but, yeah, leave that for another episode. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say potentially Port, potentially Portsmouth. Cool, cool. This one is a good one. Would you rather be a great player? But with a trashed legacy, or a good player, but literally next to no one remembers you. Hmm. Why is the legacy so trashed, though? Oh, the example I always use is that <laughs> the legacy of R. Kelly. Hey, nah, nah, <laughs> nah. I can't lie, I gotta just be good, man. But no, I remember everyone forgot good. you. I, I'd love a good huh? You walk down the street. No, who's like who's this? Who's my man? Yeah, but I don't get for me, obviously I'd wanna be I'd wanna have a great legacy, but then at the same time, I don't for for me, football is not about like the being recognized and stuff. Yeah, it's not really something that I'm like I buzz off, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously, support fan support and stuff. Yes, it's good. I like it and stuff. But when it comes to like getting recognised when you're doing something or you're out somewhere, gotta be on your tiptoes and that. Like, it's I, I don't really, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say I'd say um be good and no one remembers me, man. If we're talking R Kelly. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that still. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a it's a fair point. I know that's a poor. But then when I asked some people, to I didn't give them the R Kelly example, but they were like, "There's no such thing as bad publicity." I mean, as bad as that, by publicity. I yeah. say you were like you, you were cheat or son. Someone like you cheated on your wife and you everyone hated you. So you're like Ryan Giggs. Mm-hmm. See what man done to his brother? He cheated. With Ryan his yeah. Nah, I can't, man. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give me a better example, boy. Right, it's a trash legacy. What's some people, trash some leg- people will take it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That? No, that is a trash legacy. That is a... Nah, I wouldn't take it. I can't take. I can't take it, man. Well, it's, it's too, too too much for your integrity. You say you would take it. The the cheat on the wife. That's the film. Maybe I've got too much integrity in it. The chin on the wife. Oh, not yeah. a bad thing. I don't want to be it? known for that, but it's not awful people <laughs> remembered for it. But I would obviously I wouldn't do that because you know what I mean as a loyal brother. But if that was an option, yeah. I don't know. Black men don't cheat, innit? Yeah, no, we don't cheat. So it's an it's, invalid question. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with stick with my answer because there's no there's no example you can give me that's gonna make me say, mm, yeah, I wanna be I wanna be like that guy. Or I wanna be like that guy. Or uh, say my... 
say you went to jail for beating someone up, would you take that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you take it? Jail. How badly would it hurt? Oh, this guy. How, how badly, badly would it hurt? Say... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I know. I, I think I will take it. I'll take if it's not a long stint. I'll take it. Is it? Like you? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> fair, 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 fair. That's, that's it. I say that. <laughs> Boy, after this, I'm training. Have you seen um? Have you seen Get Hard, Kevin Hart? What and, is it? Uh, Will Ferrell. No, no, I ain't seen it still. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Kevin Hart is training Will Ferrell to go to jail, innit? Oh, is it? Like he trains him up, like. But Kevin Hart's acting like he's been jail, but he's not been jail. He's that some any oh, salesman. Uh, Funny man. <laughs> yeah, that was me though, basically. Nah, if that bun jail, fam, ten times, bro. Jail. A question for you. Yeah, what are you saying? What? <laughs> what? Nah, let me not ask. Let me not ask. 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 Had a stint with the law. Nah, I don't be. Massive. <laughs> Nah, nah, that's never been jail. Nah, never been, never been jail. That's it. That's it, man. Like, say, like I've been boy, you was there like a couple months ago or something. Nah, 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 man. <laughs> nah, but nah, but nah. God forbid. But I got a question for you. A question for you. Would you rather, yeah, yeah, say like you're you you're on gang business. You've done your thing. You get caught, but you didn't do it. You get bagged. Fair to say, in fam, all, all arrows point to you. Twenty five years, or you're snitching on your friend who done it. What are you saying? <laughs> Boy. I was wait, I was I was I involved. You're involved. Was I around? Was I, involved, was I involved? Like was I there? Involved the whole gang, but in the actual crime you're you're getting bagged for, you weren't involved. I mean I had this conversation with I think one of my brothers or something. Listen, I'm a I'm a citizen. I'm a I'm a citizen. I'm not a I'm not a um I'm not a criminal. I'm just a normal citizen. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you can't expect me to be doing um honorable man and all of this. Listen, that's the that's the, that's the only way I can answer that question. No, <laughs> but in this scenario, but no, to be to be fair for me. So to break it down, if 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 you're involved, how can you now point the fingers and stuff? Do you get me? Yeah. You hold it. If you if you was involved and it's part of it, if you weren't there and it's like some random case that's literally got nothing to do with you, why are you hold? Why are you doing quite like? Why should you? Do you get me? But I think if you're if you're involved in it, mm. keep quiet because you were involved in it. You planned it. You were there. I hear that still. It's easier said than done, though, isn't it? No, nah, yeah. it's easier. Yeah. It's easier said than done. Boy, integrity. You see me so far today. Yeah, integrity, man. Do you have more? <laughs> Boy, that's why you're, you're singing on the stand. You, you, you're me, singing I'm on the singing. stand, hundred percent. I'm not saying nothing, man. Straight, no commenting. You get me? Don't know about uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a no comment, guys. Yeah, yeah, top. Yeah. I've heard that one. Before, no, you heard that one, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You asked Jacob that question. No, I didn't ask him that story. I didn't ask him that. We didn't get, we didn't get to that. But I asked him about the whole singing. singing. He's a singer. Hundred percent. Can't lie. Like you said, you said oh, the. He's definitely singing. 
He'll oh. be like, he'll be like, me, me, what am I going to jail for you for? <laughs> That's Jacob, 100%. A man singing before they get to the station. You know when you're a man's like, it won't me, we'll see me lives at this address, his bank details are blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, oh, listen, it's mad, it's mad. Yeah. A couple more questions. Um, Is there anything you would change in your footballing journey? Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I think, I think maybe I would, if I, maybe I would have wisened up earlier in terms of what you need to do to stay at a level in terms of, in terms of, I'm talking about Crystal Palace yeah. and knowing that. I needed to be doing more than everyone, more than all the, more than what the first team players do, more than everyone. Even if they're telling you don't do it, because a lot of the time that was the case, mm. they didn't want you to do extras. I don't know what this thing is, and it seemed like a common theme with a lot of players, like young players. Um, but yeah, I think I would have probably been doing more, whether it's at the club, away from the club, because I just think the more you do, you kind of get out what you put in. I would say. You know, mm. and I've wisened up to it later on, or as I've got older, and maybe that's just that's how it goes sometimes. But having that in me from earlier definitely would have um, it could only have benefited me and been a positive. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'd say. Cool. Um, who are the most influential people in your life, and what's the best advice they gave to you? Hmm. So in my life, the most influential people, I'd say, my parents, um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, oh. <laughs> my dad has a quote that he, that he says all the time, and it, and it started sitting with me more recently. And he also he always says, people who are successful in life always listen to what people have to say. And um, I used to I used to banter with I used to banter with my brothers about it all the time. Like yeah. we'll say it like how my dad says it and stuff. And I'm realizing now, it makes sense because think about the information you could be drip fed from other people who you want to be like who are successful, instead of just going about life and just doing what you're doing, listening someone who's more experienced than you, someone who's in a better position than you, you're only going to gain knowledge. And if you actually put it into practice, yeah, it should kind of give you a good chance of being successful in whatever field that is. So in, in terms of what I can think of, yeah, that's probably one of the best pieces of advice. That's good, man. Good to hear. Mm -hmm. And is there any hopes to play international football for Ghana, your black star and that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I have, I've never really been too caught up on, on it because I know it just, it's one of those things that happens probably when you, you're kind of least expecting it or when you're just mm -hmm. in the midst of doing really well, you know, it's not really something I've ever really pushed for like, in younger days or whatever, but, um, but it's always something I've wanted to kind of experience at some point, you know, yeah. and if I can, if I can keep 
improving, have a good run of games somewhere, get into some good form um, somewhere, it's possible, you know. Um, like, I, I know a couple of people who have ended up playing international for Ghana. Uh, one of my friends, Kwezi Appeal, who was at Palace with me, he he was on loan at Cambridge at the time, funnily enough, and got a call up to, to Ghana. So, yeah, if, if you kind of believe in yourself, play well and doing the right things, it's possible. So, I I think one day, yeah, hopefully. That's with your surname. It's not hard to miss that you're going in. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and just, um, oh, a couple more questions. What's your like, ambitions for the future? So, yeah, um, I'd say short term is, short term is just like getting back from injury. Yeah. And then, Pushing for this for this promotion. See, I'm a big believer of like if you speak if you speak something out, then it's got a better chance of happening. So, you know, hopefully get this promotion, and then just kind of see where see where things take me. You know, um, still got another season at MK next year, and yeah, the the aim the aim as always has been to try and work my way into the fold and show that I'm show that I'm good enough to be playing there. You know, if that's not if that's not to be, then you have to kind of look at that and assess that come the time. But but yeah, just keep improving, keep keep um improving, keep playing better, and yeah, keep growing as a as a player, I would say, and and as a person as well. Cool. And final question: What advice would you give to young and up and coming ballers like now in football or in any walk of life? Put the work in, but not just like, don't just say you're putting in the work. Put the work in, um, and don't and don't regret it. Don't regret missing out on um, having time on your side. And also, I'd say, in, I'd say focus on two things that you might be that you're best at, and try and get really good at them. Try and perfect them. So if it's that you're good at tackling and uh, you're good at tackling and uh, you're good at passing, for example, like become the best at the, those two things. If you're if you're a goal scorer and I don't know uh, you're good at assisting or passing as well, like focus on that, those two things. I would say because um, someone told me once, like if you if you can do everything, you're going to be at the you're going to be in the Premier League. If you're gonna if you're really good at two things. And you can excel in those, then you have a good chance of being like, in, let's say, the champ or something like that. So that's that's what I would say. You know, give yourself the best chance. Yeah. And what about for the man who are only good at fouling? Why? <laughs> it's trouble. It's trouble. You need something else. Listen, the thing is, there's so many things that are um, used in ball that like. I've seen help someone's career. Mm. Being good at talking. Yeah, leadership. Managers always want a leader. They want someone who, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's people that have been maybe kept on at clubs because of their personality and the, the vibe they bring to the, the club. You might not want to be that person, but I mean, all these things are so vital. Like they're, they're big components, you know, communicating, speaking, being, being loud. It's one of the biggest, one of the biggest things, obviously, 
being a good player and having the talent and ability is obviously very important. But that side of it, I think uh, managers and clubs are always looking for people that are like that. Thank you for coming on. Like you've given us laughs, you've given us a lot of knowledge. Your journey is inspirational. You know, still battling it out. All the best with your injury, and the up the up the what's the Cambridge's nickname? The U's, isn't it? The U's. <laughs> um, Amber Army. Amber Army. Black and the Amber Army. What color they are? Black and yellow. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Black Amber. 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 Not even. Not even yellow. Amber. Where's Amber? Yeah, man. Yeah, Amber Army, bro. Amber, Amber. Anyway, up the Amber Army. Big up Cambridge. Big up Cambridge <laughs> Uni as well. You're done, no? <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on and all the best for the rest of the all season. Bro, man. Bro. I appreciate it, man. It's been, it's been a good, it's been a good talk, man. It's been a yeah, good man. talk, definitely. Let's go, bless.